Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Sizing Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. You know, baseball season is right around the corner when you look at Twitter and everybody's hurt already. And Frankie Montas was the guy yesterday that was stealing all the local baseball headlines. Another Brian Cashman special trade for this guy. Supposed to contribute in the second half. He sucks. And then in the offseason, he gets hurt and then waits until February 15th to go and get surgery. So he's going to miss the season. And then our old buddy Jacob DeGrom misses the first day of spring training out there because he's got tightness in his Shocker. So, everybody buckle up for a nice long baseball season where everybody is hurt. And then we complain about our general managers and Yankee fans, I believe, have a real good reason to complain about their general manager. Because when it comes to starting pitching and finding those guys, there have been a lot of failures over the years. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? You know, uh, good morning, G. I'm uh, a little tired, but I'm very, very happy as uh, my hockey team has now scored 18 goals in three games, which is amazing. I can't believe what I'm witnessing, but uh, I'm not going to miss any... I'm not going to miss a minute of ice time uh, as long as they're playing like this because th- this you got to take this in, into the moment right now and you got to love every single minute of it. And I know that we're going to end up talking about Frankie Montas and the Yankees. Their season's over. Nobody cares. They're all so, over uh, already. Yeah, it's done. They're it's done. done. Frankie Cashman it. sucks. Uh, wow. I mean, you said it. I mean, why are we even talking about it? Yeah. The season is over. I mean, a guy <laughs> hasn't even put a ball in his hands and he's already on the operating table. I mean, what do you want to do? I mean, it is what it is. It is. I mean, I, I know it seems like the sky is falling now already for Yankees and for the Yankee fans and everything else. So I might as well just say, why even play this year? Yeah, I, really. I mean, it's going to be such a long season. It's really, right. g- give the guys a year off. You know, and they've I, earned it. Right. And I have to say that between what happened last night with the Knicks and the Rangers back-to-back, was like, wait a minute, timeout. What, what the hell's going on here? The world's flipped upside down. Things are happening. Like, the Knicks were unbelievable last night. Start to finish. They got out to a fast start, and they finished strong, and that was great. Uh, the Rangers, man, I'm telling you, I, I, like, I'm watching hockey like I don't really ever remember seeing before. Maybe when Pavel Bore was here. I don't know mm. if you remember that name. Of course I remember he Pavel He got Bore, here all of a Vancouver sudden. Goals started going in left and right, and, yeah. and then he got hurt, and uh, he didn't last very long here. But I have to say, 
This morning I wake up, I'm tired, but I'm happy. I'm very happy. But I know we're going to spend an inordinate amount of time discussing Frankie Montas. <laughs> well, Frankie Montas is hurt. He is that's done. Right. He is no longer right now a, a part of the present baseball team that is known as the great New York Yankees. Mm, the underachieving New York Yankees. Better it happened now then a week into the season, at least now they can try to figure out what the replacement possibilities are. How much money will they spend? Can they make a trade? All of those different attributes of what, or, or I guess assessments of what's going on right now. So, I mean, and then the whole thing with Jacob Degrom. I mean, none of us are surprised. No, I mean, oh, I, I, I don't know yesterday. what left side tightness is. I have no idea what that is. I, I have no. These things come out of nowhere. Yeah. At least I know with Montas, he's got a. A problem in his shoulders, most likely a, a you know a rotator cuff. So he's done. I, I don't even want to mention his name anymore because he's not going to be a part of anything. He's got to go get it right. He's got to go get it fixed, and then somewhere along the line, he'll restart his uh, major league baseball career. So I don't know. I'm happy. You're not going to take. You're not going to knock I'm not it out of me. Trying to knock you down at all. I think you started out with such negativity. Well, it's, and I came in with such positivity. Yeah, I understand. But you know, as you know, you know, really, it's about the postseason with the uh, with the hockey and the basketball, and that's what we're looking forward to. And I know that you're happy right now, and I know you're gearing up for the playoffs. Oh, I am like locked in right now. You have I, no idea. You have no I do, idea. I actually do have very much of an idea how much you I, are locked I'm drinking in. Coffee at midnight last yeah, night. Well, that seems unhealthy for you at that point because you got to get up and all of this. Hey, whatever. Um, I don't really care. I, I'm not. I, I am. I am so thoroughly engaged and and uh, just so like uh, amazed at what I'm watching that it's it's hard to not want to watch it. Well, of course, good. No, I mean that that's a great feeling as a sports fan. It oh, is. God, it is. Yeah, and it's all going to come down to doing better than you did last year in the postseason, and that's going to be a, a, a tall order for sure. But uh, they look like they are trending in that direction. Uh, but really, I guess you know the off season. And it's not just about, I know you're like, I don't want to talk about Frankie Monta. We're never going to say his name again. You're right. Today's probably going to be the last day that we're going to say his name unless we're referencing other Brian Cashman disasters. That's when, that's when we're going to do We're going to do when Brian Cashman's name comes up. Right. And, and he'll be, like, be on this long list of duds. Yeah, which I believe CBS Sports Network has a graphic of uh, long already? list of duds. Yeah, they already have long list of duds. I How saw about- that. This morning when I was in here and I looked up at the uh, the monitor and it was like Brian Cashman pitching disasters. Uh, there was Jared Wright in there and Carl Pavano in there and Kay Agawa in there. Uh, there you go. Sonny Gray, Kevin Brown, Jeff Weaver. You throw Montas in there as well. Oh, why, don't throw, throw, uh, you know, why don't you have a list starting with, I don't know, uh, Roger Clemens. Why don't we have a list started with Randy Johnson? I don't know. You know, why don't you have these other Randy lists? Johnson really did. There wasn't much well, whatever, there Whatever, but why, you know, he's done... Uh, the thing, the thing about it is that I'm, I don't want to get into the wheeze with Yankee fans one day into freaking spring training already. They're not a here's great the, offseason. Here, here's the point. Why don't you put up the list of the amount of winning seasons that Brian Cashman has had? Why don't you put up the list of amount, of amount of uh, playoff mm. appearances that Brian Cashman has had? And then compare that to the list of our team, the New York Mets. Oh, well, of course, yes. I mean, we know that the history of the Yankees is uh, is much greater, we understand, but the standard for them is, is championship every year. They've fallen short of that, and he, we actually talked about this the couple days that you were out, you know, with his 
quote about how, you know, we, we had this great season and we won all these games and we won the division. We fell just a little bit short. And you would have thought the way the fan base reacted that we missed the playoffs. I mean, you got swept by the Astros. You barely squeaked by the Guardians. So what are you talking about? This was not a great season for them. And bringing Aaron Judge back was imperative. They were able to do that. They brought in Rodon, who's another guy who's dealt with a ton of injuries throughout his career. So we'll see what happens with him. And you still got Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson starting. So what did you really do in this offseason to make this team all that much you better? You signed Aaron Judge to a $360 million to make contract. This team what you better, to make this but, but team you, you better. To make this team better. I better. Mean, I, when I, you're I, that far away from the Houston Astros, you got to get better. Got to get better. You got to get younger. Is what you need. You need. You got to have young players develop, and you got to have young players turn into great players like Aaron Judge. That's what you need. More of those guys. Yeah, and you got to have those guys. Just like every football team has to have those guys. Those Isaiah Pacheco type guys. Sure. That nobody expected anything from, and then all of a sudden, as the season goes on. The young man from Rutgers steps up and it becomes a central figure in the running game for the Kansas City Chiefs out of nowhere making no money. Who is that for the New York Yankees? Matter of fact, who was that for the New York Mets? <laughs> well, hopefully Francisco Alvarez. That's uh, Brett Beatty. Those two guys. Those, yeah. those are the guys that you want to see contribute in a big way. And for the Yankees, I mean, is it is it Volpe? Is it Peraza? Uh, you know, th- those two guys, I would think, would be you'd have your eyes on them. And How I about think Cabrera. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got great. an Oswaldo and an Oswald. Right, where's Oswaldo and uh, Cabrera? He had a tremendous year last year, bouncing around all the utility stuff, so it could be him as well. Uh, but I just, do you feel like they got that much better? Steve, well, actually, I, I, with the Mets, too, I don't feel like they got that much no, better. No, well, you know what, they they kept their best players is what they did, and they paid their best players. They played Brandon Nimmo, they paid Jeff McNeil. You know, they're going to end up paying Edwin Pete Alonso. They paid yeah. Edwin Diaz. They brought in Verlander. They're still paying Scherzer. I mean, I mean, he's spending money. Let's face it. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I love sailors, but, you know, the old term that he's spending money like a drunken sailor. I understand that because I've seen drunken sailors in New York City. And yeah. I've watched them spend money. Fleet Week. A lot, of, a lot of money being spent at local in, yeah. bars and stuff right. like that. It's like, hey, screw so, it. I, I, like, I know it's a, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a saying that maybe some people might find to be offensive, but it's not really that offensive. offensive. It's not. It the drunken be. sailor? The sailor finds that offensive? Sometimes the sailors find that wow. offensive. I didn't know that these I, sailors I thought it was got like politically a bad, correct. a badge of honor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Wait, so our owner is spending money like a drunken sailor. Yeah. So he can fix anything, spend him any amount of money. And he basically brought back a lot of the same team with the exception of Verlander. That's right. And, uh, and DeGrom. So well, he added to the bullpen. I, well, which which he should have done exactly, and he which, was trying to add to the to the infield, and then of course Correa's uh, you know failed his physical. Yeah. So I mean, he's trying to do everything he possibly can. Now the Yankees are not keeping up in that area when it comes to spending money like that. No, no, they are not. And no, they but then again, not. nobody is. No, it's just Steve Cohen. But that's the frustrating thing, though, about this team and for the Mets is going into the season they've got far and away the best payroll. But if you go pound for pound, and then division, are they that much better than the Phillies or the Braves, if at all? And it's hard to say yes. Well, you have the best closer in baseball. Mm-hmm. You'd like to think, assuming that they they last, and you know, the baseball season, as we all know, it's a marathon. It is a not marathon. not a sprint, G. It's, it's, I, I've it's told a, you this a thousand it's times. Like, it's like a 40-mile bike tour is what it, it's like. It, it's kind of like that. Yes. yes. And you have to realize that you got to keep uh, these guys as healthy as you possibly can. Maybe a rest day here, a rest day there. But, uh, you know, we got t- two top guys at the, at the top of the rotation. They're going into the Hall of Fame. 
Okay, you got you got a the best closer in baseball. You have a solid hitting team. You don't have a what I would say an overall overwhelming offensive team, but you have a good solid offensive team. You know, now it's come down to how do you play defense? Yeah. You know, are we throwing the ball all over the place or are we actually catching it and throwing it and throwing it to the right spots? And that's where the manager comes in. Yeah. yeah. That's Buck Showalter. Damn right it is. Second year of Buck. I mean, it's going to be, it'll be difficult to recreate 101 wins this year, but who really cares? I mean, as we saw, doesn't matter. You get into the postseason, you get hot at the right time of the postseason, well, timely the hitting, all of those things that we talk about in baseball. So I don't even care if they don't win the division again this year, even though you get the buy. It's not like that's some sort of lock that you're going to move on to the NLCS or the ALCS if you get the buy. It's just start playing well when it matters. And by the way, you know, I think uh, our young men that are wearing the uh, royal blue and orange and white mm. uh, uh, have taken heed and, and gotten themselves healthier. I see a lot of healthy guys down there. Healthy. I don't see a lot of fat slobs playing no. baseball anymore. Well, Vogelback, too, even lost some weight. How about Pete Alonso? Pete Alonso looks great. He does. Now, now it, he was never a fat slob. No, but I mean, he was big. He was but now, but now, But now he looks like he's really taken to, like, taking care of himself and maybe they won't get nearly as tired as the season goes on because they're overweight. And, uh, I mean, he looks great. It's the best he's looked. I would agree with that. I saw this video yesterday, and I agree. I was thinking the same thing. He's going to be quicker at first base, so much better defensively. Sure. And uh, I would like to think that Vogelback is not going to have a heart attack on the field. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's hope not, because that would be tragic. That is, that's guys applying themselves, and I like that. Yeah, and I think that last year with the bad taste in their mouth and the way that the season ended, it gives you a little more motivation in the offseason. How can I get better? How can I not go 0 for 4 in the most important game of the year? Look, we we are just getting started, man. Yeah, I know. And I know the Yankee fan feels like, okay, the Frank, you weren't weren't counting on Frankie Montas anyway. Stop it. You guys hated Frankie Montas last year. You wanted him out of here this year, and now he's out of here. But he was supposed to be a big cog. Now he's out of here. Big cog. Doesn't matter. Lost the cog. Doesn't matter what the cog this cog that. It doesn't matter. You lost the cog. Yeah, man. they lost the cog. They, they did. There was supposed to be a cog this year, and you lost them. So uh, I, why would anybody think, for in their right mind, after yeah. what they witnessed last year, that this guy was going to be a piece of the cog? <laughs> I'll tell you, tell me why. I I don't. This this would be the argument. This is like saying that Zach Wilson is going to be the cog. Of the Jets, nah, next year. a little bit different because Frank, Frankie Montas was terrible for last the year. Yankees, but he had a really good year leading up to it with Oakland, and then prior Oakland, to that, nobody goes to the games, nobody cares. Doesn't you know, matter. Still, you get somebody still from Oakland, you're like, you know what? They, do they know what pressure is? Do they know what what it means to, that every freaking fan is on every freaking pitch that you're throwing? They're not. I don't know but, that. But, but until remember, you come here. When they made the trade for him last year, Brian Cash was talking about having a legitimate number two. This isn't even Cortez is the number two. Shouldn't be even the number one. But a number two in there to bring him in, and that would be his ceiling in the rotation. And then he was terrible, and now he's gone. So, so for, for every you know Frankie Montas, yeah, there there's a Nelson Cortez, Nestor Cortez, I mean, yes. Nestor, no, yes. Nelson, Nestor. nasty Nestor, nasty Nestor. So Nestor Cortez, That's am I right. right? That is who's got a hamstring injury. Oh my God! Oh, no, by the way, season's over. Season's over. Like, it's just, just, just going to be one of those dropping injury, like flies. It's going to be like one of those injury plagues, you know, years for the Yankees. It feels like it, doesn't it? I, I mean, and you think about well, Garrett Cole's always pitches, so he's going to pitch. But then after that, it's like Severino's always hurt. Right? 
Cortez has got a hamstring. Montas is out for the year. Carlos Rodona they brought in as a guy who always gets hurt. Eh. Well, he's not hurt yet, though. Not yet. He's not hurt yet. That's don't not make yet. Him, don't, don't, it's like know, DeGrom. Maybe this is one of those years where he actually makes it through without being hurt. Well, let's hope so, because they gave him a whole bunch of money, and they absolutely need him, especially now uh, with the news yesterday. But, I, I heard all this news yesterday about Frankie Montas and everything else, and I was just thinking to myself, you guys hated him last year. You didn't even really want him here. Well, and that's not true. That, and to think that you or anybody else, you're not a Yankee fan. No. But the Yankee fans around here think that he would be a cog. Well, it just, to me, doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll tell you why. Because he was really, really good prior to that trade deadline. Yes, he came here and struggled. He realized he had an injury. He thought maybe if he rehabs, gets healthy, he can come back and then be that guy for the Yankees. I mean, you know, there was a glass half full with the guy. Stop, and now the stop, glass stop. is now the glass stop. is broken. You want to know who a cog is? Who's a cog? Jalen Brunson is a cog. He's a cog. That's a cog. That. That's what you're talking about that right there. Cog. Jalen Brunson is the freaking man. He is. Love That's watching a, that guy. And so the point being yeah. is like those are the types of cogs you need. Mm. Guys that you come in, they come in here as free agents. You identify him. You end up losing the draft pick because you you, you messed around and you shouldn't have been messing around. But you still got the guy you wanted. And right. that guy has proven to be, night in and night out, the exact thing that Julius Randle and his team have been missing. Now, when we get into the, the real big games against the really good teams, you, you'll know, we, we all know where the, the, the Knicks are not going to be able to match up with these, uh, these other really good teams. Yeah. But they are, you know, out of, out of the entire league, they, I would say that they're very, very close to being the top 10 team. The entire league. The entire saying. league. They're very close to being a top 10 team, especially with now adding heart to this mix. And I didn't realize, like, you know, you don't see these kids until you see them every game. And then they put the uniform yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not expecting you to watch Josh Hart every night. No, but I forgot how good he was. Yeah, I mean, it especially fits right in with the coach. He's an effort guy. He's a defense guy. I mean, it's the 100% sort of the right type of attitude for this team in the city. What I want from them is a cog. A cog. He could be a potential cog, yeah. Good start. Good start for him. Could be a cog. 100% cog. I want to see them in the 4-5. That's where I want to see them range. Give me the 4 seed or the 5 seed. They need to get that. And, you know, now that they have a a long period of time off, now as we head into the All-Star break, Oh, man, they're playing great right now. Now comes the all-star break. Yeah, it's fine, though. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that at all. I mean, I, I really think this is the best record they had at all-star break in a very, very long time. I know time. that. And, so. and, and, and you know why? Because they finally have a freaking point guard. That's right. One, one of the better ones in the league. That kid, that, you know, is he going to the all-star game or no? Uh, as of right now, no. So there could I want be him to a- rest, man. He play, it looks like he plays. I agree. He That's why I'm saying. so freaking hard every game. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't mind the break right now. You see some of those offensive rebounds he was getting last yeah, night? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what he does. He does everything. I mean, he's got such a sense. And he's six foot one, and he's getting rebounds from six foot ten guys. Well, because he knows. I mean, he just has that sixth sense on the court. He just knows where everything's going to be, where he needs to be to contribute. He's been amazing. I can't say enough good things about the guy. Cog. Cog in the wheel. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Brad Boomer and Gio on the fan end, CBS Sports Network. I've been so locked into these mid-major conferences in college basketball that I haven't been paying attention so much to, like, the big teams in college basketball. And the reason I'm locked into the mid-majors is because of Hofstra, obviously. And then Eddie, the picks jockey, and all his picks are, like, you know, Kennesaw State and all these things out west. And he had a weird day yesterday that we'll have to bring up. He was been very quiet, and yesterday he just absolutely lost his mind. Uh, but I didn't even know that Alabama was a number one number team in one. the country. They won't be after this week. Yeah, they just lost to Tennessee last they night. They did. Alabama was the SEC's number one college basketball team. SEC's got some good yeah. best. You know what game was? Uh, I watched last night a little part of the game. Northwestern Indiana. Oh. Uh, Marquette Xavier was a good game yesterday. Look at that. You're all over it. I am now, but, you know, I, I was just trying to make sure I could stay up for the Ranger game. Yeah, coffee at midnight. Oh, man. <laughs> how about, how about your two how goals about your last night again, man? What? How about uh, G's guy? Andrew Bogish. Quisenberry got low. Charlton sets his feet. Gives it back to Quiz. Bottoms for Darius Quisenberry. Fordham by 10 again. That's on SNY. Wow. You know what's amazing? Bogish is here this morning, man. Yes. Doing his thing. Oh, yeah. You, all, you guys about, are animals. I tell you, absolutely. No, no and different not, than you. Not only that, how about Pat Boyle yesterday? I said this to Al. 5 a.m. he's here. Works all the way till 8.30 p.m. Does not leave the radio station. Works that entire time and is back here at 5 a.m. Yeah. You know, I hope somebody appreciates that around here. I'm sure the higher-ups. I'm I'll sure some of the higher-ups are freaking out because it's probably not something you should be doing. But you, <laughs> hey but you, can't, you can't be taking that kind of work ethic for granted. I, I told him I gave him a big pat on the back this morning when I walked by. I said, good for you. Hey, I'm the star of WFAM. WFAN's Pat Boyle. Let's 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 uh, pump the brakes on that one. For well, a minute, he right? did the we'll, student of the week. Student of the week. But like that's that. the that's thing. Frankie did, Montas, I guess, right? Did, yes, for sure. But that's he did pump the brakes on all that stuff, and that's why I love Pat Boyle so much. Is because you know people sometimes will get on us. Oh, you're picking on the kid or whatever. He had that attitude that I'm the star WFN sleeping on your couch, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we said, hey, Pat, listen, you got to earn your stripes. That's all he's done. He's been earning his stripes, that's for sure. And, you know, the best thing about what has happened with him, I think, over the last probably six to eight weeks, what do you think it is? The hair. That's right. He's, he's not frost-tipping his hair anymore. That is correct. Summer, I feel like it's a summer thing. Well, that's exactly I, what I told he, him yesterday. I, he needs, he look, yesterday I was like, wow, you look professional. He's sitting there at his desk, he's got yeah. his glasses on, he's got his hair normal. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's, you know, buttoned up and put together. Yeah. And he's paying the price. <laughs> I hope somebody around here is recognizing I think I think that they are. Especially you sure, now. You sure? I think that they are. Eddie, oh. you think the higher-ups are uh, uh You had a full on day on air shift yesterday. I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. Do okay. updates. Good for him. Yep. That's how you make, that's how you, what do they say, cut your teeth? Yeah, damn right. Cut those teeth. Cut those teeth, baby. All right, Jerry, what's happening? We man? are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. You guys started with what this morning? The baseball? Well, we bounced around. Frankie Montas, he had the Rangers he was fired up about. He brought in some Jalen Brunson there at the end. So we're all Look, over the place. Everybody knows about Frankie Montas. He's done. It's over. Oh, so then you don't want to hear Aaron Boone? Frankie is going to have surgery. Um, it is now scheduled for the 21st yeah. uh, of this month. All over the and then hopefully a few days after that, he'll, he'll come join us. Okay. 
It was all over the radio it's station. The new, it's the, the preeminent organization yeah. in town, man. This yeah. is the New York Yankees. Yeah. The it's manager the, spoke about one of the cogs in their rotation. It's not a cog. I told he you it was a cog. He, showed, he was he, the fifth cog. Wait, wait, time out. He had eight starts last year. But he was he supposed was to be the fifth cog. Terrible. He was yeah. supposed he to be the a, fifth he, cog. Obviously, there was something wrong with him last year. Yeah. Now, if you want to get into a discussion, why is he waiting until February? Yeah. That's what I, I did. They, he had he rehab. He had to have this shoulder examined at the end of the season, right? I believe he did, and they said they was going to miss some time in the beginning of the year, and then they said, "Up, ah, guess not, man. I'm going to miss the whole year." Montas out, Cortez hamstring issue. I mean, it's falling apart. Already. It really is completely falling apart. Here was uh, there were the images over the weekend of Aaron Boone taking ground balls. Not Aaron Boone, Aaron Judge taking some ground balls at first base. Ha ha ha! Here was Aaron Boone yesterday. Well, we talked about competition, so Riz Riz better be you know, no. Yeah, that's just him. You know, we we got jerking around. That's I can't wait for him to say jerking so, around. He was just having some fun. Yeah. He's not playing what about first shortstop. Base? That's what they really need help. <laughs> he could do it. I bet, you, I could bet you could. He could do anything. Could you on a imagine field, him at shortstop, man? Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome. Could you that's imagine that arm over there at shortstop? Well, yeah, it's would be like that O'Neill Cruz. He's I like, was going to say, there's a kid that's six seven or six eight at, at shortstop. That's throws shortstop. The, throws the ball faster than anybody. Yeah, the first base. Maybe being the first baseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was when I got to Cincinnati my rookie year. They made me the first baseman of the uh, softball team. You know, we'd barnstorm around Kentucky and Indiana, and we'd play softball. You know who the shortstop was? Anthony Munoz. Oh, gee. He the was guy the shortstop? had a gun. Wow. He was a pitcher at USC. I how bet you that? if Stephen Waldron looks it up, he can find a picture of Anthony Munoz standing on the mound at USC. And you got to see this picture. You got you. Did you can't really even imagine funky. standing in the <laughs> oh in the God. box with this guy standing on the mound. It's got to be so intimidating. And this is prior to his finger going sideways, right? Did yeah, you I throw think a funky so, yeah. curveball with that cockeyed <laughs> finger? So I'm trying to think. He was probably in his fourth year when I got there. Maybe my rookie year. Yeah. So he was right in the middle of his, you know, his prime. <sighs> I've never seen anything like it. Nobody could catch the ball coming from shortstop I mean, except for me. It doesn't sound smart to have the start, starting quarterback sit there at first base taking these softballs to his face. Dude, I'm an athlete, man. I can handle but it. But you're complaining about it now. No, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just telling you that this. That I had a guy just like this guy, guy for the Pirates and, and just like Aaron Judge who had a gun of an arm. He had yeah. a better arm than I did. <laughs> could could he, he play at USC? Yes. I got his team picture. There's a lot of players on that team. You should see the, his uh, his USC football team. And, and who the hell was on that team? That was Ryan Munoz's son? No. no. Michael Munoz is his son. Oh, okay. Understood. Uh, what else? What else? I'm what sure else? Steven will go into the archives and find he it. Can you find just got to sure. see it. It's amazing. As for the Mets, Max Scherzer talked yesterday about doing it at this advanced age. You got to be nimble on how you train, and uh, figure. And for me, it's you know figuring that out exactly everything I got to do, and um, you know. But that's the, that's the fun part. That's a challenge. Uh, you know. You got to figure yourself out in order to be durable. He also showed up yesterday and he had a message for all the young players. When you walk through those doors, make sure you know what you're here for. You know, you're here for the contract, you're here to win. And if you're here to win, trust me, the contract will happen. So that's all you got to know. <laughs> Coming from the guy that's making $200 right. million. Justin Verlander's like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here to win. Sure. But boy, the paycheck's right. nice. <laughs> Always wanted to be a Met. Yeah, and I love when they say that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the contract, it's something Pete Alonso has no interest in discussing. There's a lot of speculation, but for me, I just I'm just happy. To, I'm really happy to to be here. I'm really happy to be a Met, and I, I just 
I, I'm really looking forward to this year. That it's going to be a great season. Come on, see, that guy's a ray of sunshine. You got to admit that, man. I, every I time agree. you hear that guy talk, even when he's in the middle of a slump. Yeah. One ray of, of sunshine right there. One of the best position players in this team's rich history. It, well, <laughs> in their history, yes. No, I know. I, they really haven't a lot of had great position players, homegrown position players over the years. And he's, he's right in that mix, man. No question about it. All right, to football, let's do this. I'm going to play something for you. You tell me what you think it is. Okay. All right, it's just crowd and crowd noise. This is obviously from the Chiefs parade uh, from yesterday through Kansas City. I think somebody's chugging beers. It's that's no, a good guess, but okay. that's not what it is. Somebody take their shirt off. Another good guess is uh, no. Patrick Holmes throwing footballs into the crowd. No, that's did they throw Jackson Mahomes off the parade? <laughs> <throw>? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that's not what it was. That was actually the crowd. Fired up when Patrick Mahomes came out of the portage. <laughs> oh wow! They couldn't wait for him. They were so fired Man. up. Speaking of fired up, here was one Travis Kelsey. If you knew the Kansas City Chiefs, we're gonna have the best offense in the National Football League. Let me hear you say, "Oh, na 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 na." That's a good one right there. I like that one right there. There you go. There a blast. He could be a DJ Why for that. Not? That I guy know. could be a 100% be a DJ. At a wedding. He's like a wedding DJ. Yeah, he gets everybody wants. into it. That is true. Uh, Tiki Barber was speaking, as everyone else has, about Aaron Rodgers. This was Tiki, who made some headlines yesterday. He's uh, not exactly a fan of Rodgers here with the Jets, if that ever happens. He's not going to handle the intensity of the New York media scape. But that's obviously traditional media, social, and everything else if he's here. I don't know if I want him here because it's going to turn into a quick pain in the ass of Aaron Rodgers' thin. Wow. That, that shallow that he's taking shots at Ian Rappaport. And Adam Schefter, he was uh, added as well to that mix. No, I see. This is where I disagree a little bit with Tiki because it would be just unbelievable. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. It would be great for what we do. Yes. But a clip a day. We got to get rid of this idea that the New York media now is greater than everything else I'm because Aaron Rodgers is the most talked about guy in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. You're telling me if he comes to the Jets that, that Brian Costello is going to break him? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, no, it's not that. I think what he's saying is that it's draining. It is draining. It is. He'll be fighting everything. Like but he's, he's already fighting, fighting it. I know, but if he's fighting this from the Pat McAfee, you know, couch and no, that's you not know, true. The black box and all Those that Green stuff. Bay writers took him to test many yeah, times. I, yeah, but you know, when you come here, I'll never forget when I first came here. I left Cincinnati, where there were probably about eight or Different. nine writers that were writing about the team. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. But now I come here, there were literally forty people that were interviewing you. And, and you know, look, we got we have but a very loud totally radio different, station. It's different. Totally different. Era so he's going to be standing at a podium in a conference room just like he did in Green Bay. And whether it's 20 or 40, you're, it's, it's a controlled uh, situation. Right. The thing is, is, if he comes here, they have a good team. I will say that. And they will win more than they will lose. But if they lose... <laughs> It'll be spectacular. And, and, right. And it's going to get, you know, I know exactly what Tiki's talking about. But I mean, course. it got like that in Green Bay right. when they lost. Remember R-E-L-A-X and all these other things that he did and the thumb and the foot and the and the, the immunite, all these things that had gone but on. But he grew up there, you know, and he won, he won a Super Bowl there, won MVPs there, and he's been, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL there. That this is He's coming here now and, you know. 
the Jet fan yes. or anybody, whatever team he goes to, that fan base doesn't owe him anything. I would say like the Green Bay fan base, that's their guy. You know, he's won and lost with them. He's been there his whole career. He went through the whole Brett Favre thing. It's a different thing. He comes here, he's a mercenary. Goes to the Raiders, he's a mercenary. Totally different thing. Yeah, but the, the idea that the, he can't handle the media. If there's one guy who can handle the media, it's him because he just fights back at everybody and it never affects his play. I, I think it's the total opposite of what Tiki is saying. That'd be a blast. You're like, bring it. I don't well, care. I think, I think it would be too. I think it would be a lot of fun. But like, yep. it wouldn't be like a you know when like Ryan Leaf was about to fight that guy in the locker room that one time that video yes. where he stood up and was ready to punch San Diego. That doesn't. Count. But I'm just saying like it's not going to be like that. He just stands up there. He's like, come on, guys, bring it. I don't care. What's what happening out there today? We lost, Dave. Good question. Yes, yeah. very good question. <laughs> good question. Uh, your Knicks last night. This thing was over early as yes. they clobbered the Hawks. Hunter hangs, missed it. The challenge by Toppin. Brunson bobbles. Toppin trailing. It's another three. Knicks by 20. Time out of Ed Cohen. Right before, right before Obi Toppin started hitting threes, where Julius Randle couldn't hit the basket. Yeah. I'm like, stop. Well, he didn't shoot it great. I was like, stop shooting. Yeah. Why, yeah. why are you shooting? Like, he had back-to-back shots. One where he clanked it off the back of the rim, and the next one where he missed the rim completely. Shoot and, shoot. and And our buddy uh, Wally yeah. is not pointing out that he cannot throw the ball in the East River from the Brooklyn Bridge because he's like, hey, I love the confidence. Keep chucking it up. Love yeah. that. Keep yeah, chucking. Of course, Wally. Love the confidence. Shoot Wally, shoot. The, I know, but Wally. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he did have 25 points and 11 rebounds. Jalen Brunson, Who 28. Did? Randall. Yeah, we were talking about R.J. Barrett, though. Oh, well, Barrett is, you know, he can't make a three to save his life. I do feel bad That's for him with saying. the threes. Like, uh, in, early in this game, it's like, stop shooting. Stop he finished shooting. with uh, 17 Just on the night. driving. Here was Tibbs. His big players played big. Our leaders did a great job to start the game. I thought RJ's aggressiveness, Julius's, uh, Julius with his aggressiveness, and I thought Jalen with that set the tone for the and game. So the I mean, Knicks... Julius hit three pointers. That's not aggressive. No, not and really. O- and Obi Toppin hit three pointers when he came in. Knicks yeah. shot, I think, 43 of them last night. I think. They were. That's a lot of threes. Hey, it's a make-or-miss league, Jerry. I mean, no, it is. Don't, there's no doubt. And it changes. When a few of them go in, it changes. See, yeah. Jalen goes into the paint, man. That's what, And he's six foot one, for God's sake. I know. Nick's 33 and 27 into the break with a three-game winning streak. As for the Nets, solid win over the Heat. Bridges has it. Right corner. Shoots the three. And knocks it down. It's all going down for Brooklyn's Bridges. 40 for McHale. Next by 10, timeout Miami. Chris Carino oh. on the fan. He had 17 straight points in the fourth, uh, 15 straight rather, in the fourth quarter. A career high 45 for Mikhail Bridges. Nets win 116 to 105. I'll play this one for you, Boomer. You can just enjoy Jacques Vaughn talking about coaching these guys. I'm really, you know, just oh, honestly, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this group. That part of, you know, the old era is gone. We got a new era. <laughs> we flushed it. We like it's them. It's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Don't let the door hit you on the, in the ass on the way out. Yeah. Cam Thomas had uh, 19 off the bench. Cam Johnson had 18. So the Nets 34 and 24. We'll see how long they can hang on for uh, with the superstars gone. Lakers beat the Pelicans 120-102. Nuggets over the Mavericks 118-109. Kyrie Irving did not play. Tightness in his back. He got paid to not play last night. Tightness in his back? Yeah, that's what they that's what they listed him as. I don't know. Jacob DeGrom didn't start the spring training his regimen because he's a little tightness in his Get lost. Be a competitor. 
You loser. <laughs> that was Chris Young, Rangers general manager. Yeah, no, it was not. Yesterday. Sixers beat the Cavs. Joel Embiid, 29 points, goes over 10,000 for his career. And I say this only because the Spurs have lost 14 straight and 19 of 20. They lost to the Hornets 121-10. Their last win came on January 17th. Here's Greg Popovich. Wait for the end. Just inexcusable. He's uh, got nothing to do with it. At some point, you have to take pride in what you're doing execution-wise and, and competitively. And that starts with defense. And we really suck. <laughs> they need to put... <laughs> They need to put Greg Popovich and Jim Beheim, one of those Chinese spy <laughs> balloons, just let them, let them go. Both of these guys get out of here. Why would Greg Popovich hang around for I this? I don't know. I don't know. They're I, brutal. I and they're know. young. I mean, they, yeah. they should be brutal, but I mean, I, I thought know. I thought he was like able to develop people. Didn't he develop like Tim uh, Duncan and Manu Ginobili and... No, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Those guys, Kawhi, uh, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, he developed those He doesn't guys. have those guys right now. Uh, but your guy, Gerard Gallant, has a couple of oh, big-time yeah. players. Tarasenko, Sabanajad, Kreiner, score! Oh, is that a beauty? Oh, yeah. Watch this. That's just how you draw it up. That was perfect passing and a great finish. And that was Sam Rosen on MSG. Kreider on the storm with the goal. Andre Miller scored a couple of goals for Panarin and for Zibanejad. And the Rangers beat the Canucks by the score of 6-4. to four. They've played very good hockey, six in a row for them. College basketball, you guys mentioned the Tennessee-Alabama game. We talked about Fordham winning. Also, Northwestern beat uh, number 18 Indiana last night, 64-62. Boo Booey with the game winner late. Boo Booey. Boo Booey. All right. Really uh, good player. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. At some point, we have to talk to our buddy Eddie Brown, the picks jockey, because yesterday he was completely off the rails. Like, completely. Like, I've never seen him this off the rails. He had, he ended up deleting a tweet that had uh, one of the worst curse words possible in it. Uh, something was going on with his landlord. Where he was screaming at her, and it was a uh, very, very interesting day. And another one he said, he goes, I'm getting thrown out of the house. Where can I go? Someone have a room for rent. I'm serious. So he was fighting with his landlord. So now I think there's a chance that we're going to have to get Eddie a new home in addition to new teeth because he has no place to live, apparently. I'm not getting involved in all that. We did the teeth. We're trying to help him out. Whatever happens in his life, he's got to handle it. He's got to grow up. He's got to be an adult. Uh, yes, I understand. Uh, but, you know, right, he goes, here's Whatever another the fight one. is between he and his, it's, it I'm trying to think. Does he have an apartment? Does he have a trailer? What, what is he living in? It's not a trailer. I do believe it's an apartment. Okay. So this is another one of these things that he tweeted out yesterday when he was completely off the rails. Hey, Carol, I know you needed cigarette money for Kay. I put $80 under the mat, the usual spot. That's why you wanted all mine, but I don't want the change. Keep it. You now need it more than me. It was almost like he thought he was texting someone instead of tweeting to us. Yeah. I don't know why he would put that out there on Twitter when he's talking directly to Carol saying there's $80 under his mat. I mean, and he was back to his old ways of the random caps and the weirdness and the parentheses and 
I mean, he just was was going on and on and on. And then there was a couple of things that did get deleted. And I think it was probably smart for them to get deleted because it was not, things were not looking good for him yesterday. So we got to check in. We got to see if he's homeless now. So you've got three residents. <laughs> One open right now. Hey, it's me, Eddie Brown. Not the one you played with. The toothless picks jockey. <laughs> How long is it from Baltimore to Bridgehampton? <laughs> On the assessor ride. A great reality show. <laughs> he lives with Boomer. Hey, Boomer! You tell me you don't have a loofah in here? <laughs> I don't use bar soap. I need a loofah and some body wash. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a two percenter like you would have a bidet. You're telling me you just got two plots of toilet paper, Boomer? Come on. I was, was hoping some water gets shot up my butt like a two percenter. Jesus. <laughs> so we're going to find out what's going on in his life. Uh, I don't know why. Oh, well, I, I know why. <laughs> because it's fascinating. That's yeah, it why. And we didn't talk. I mean, the whole week at Phoenix, he was quiet. He was making his picks. Nothing was going on. We were uh, out How is he doing with his picks? I actually haven't really followed all that much. But everything was quiet. And I was like, ah, you know, we'll leave him alone for a while. And then yesterday, he just was just... <sighs> it was like he put up road flares. Like, look at me over here. It's just crazy. So anyway, I wanted to continue the... Uh, and we'll talk to him a little bit later. We'll give him a call. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about what Tiki said that you actually agreed with with Aaron Rodgers and Jerry and I disagreed. I mean, there is Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career. Like he loves these media feuds. These things don't bother him. He lives for it. He seeks it out. He loves debunking it. He has a great time with it. When you actually watch him on the McAfee show and he's talking about this stuff, he's smiling through all of it. So I think he welcomes this. I actually think that the more of a circus for him at this point in his life is something that he's seeking. He needs it. Well, this would be a circus for sure. That yeah. Would, that's for sure. And, like, there's there's no doubt. So we talk so much about guys that can't handle this place. And we just saw two of those guys, Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. They're young they're West Coast guys. They have no idea what they're getting into. BYU and to New Jersey and the New York metro area, just crazy for a well, guy who's I mean, 22 years old. Right. It's not just that guy. It's, it's guys like, you know, Adam Gase. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's Mickey Calloway. I mean, there's a, there's a long right. list of guys. To Fisdale. I mean, sure. there's, there's a long. Now, he is not in that category because he's a Hall of Famer and he's a great player. And maybe you are right. Maybe he he likes to mix it up. Maybe he likes a little bit of the edge. And if he and if he does come here and he plays well, there will be no edge. There'll be nothing but celebration for him. That's right. But you know, he could he would be a mercenary. He would come here as a mercenary, a short term fix for what they believe is a really good team on the rise. Yeah, and that's why it makes sense for the Jets to try to get him here. And, and so the guys that I talked about, those are the type of people that can't handle New York. He can handle anything. He has been through it all in his career. He's in his late 30s. He has been the most talked about quarterback up there amongst you know Tom Brady and Peyton Manning throughout the years. Everybody knows everything about Aaron Rodgers. Everything that he does is already scrutinized. 
That's the guy that can handle this place. The guys who can't are the Derek Carrs, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, probably the Baker Mayfields, the Ryan Tannehill's. Those are the guys who can't. Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, that that's one of the reasons why I don't want Derek Carr here. I, I, I Like, I, I really do appreciate him, and I'd love to see him in Carolina. I think it would be the best spot for him if, in fact, Carolina even wants him. You know, at the money that he would want. Sure. You know, you know we, we're just assuming that all these teams want these guys. I'm assuming that, uh, you know, that Derek Carr didn't accept whatever the Saints were offering at this point or that trade would have been done and he would have signed with the Saints. So that means his agent is telling him, don't do this. We're not going to do this because there's somebody else out there that is going to meet what you want and I think is a much better spot for you. So that so that's kind of like what I think. Now, I don't think he was trying to screw the Raiders. I don't think he was trying to do that because that's not who he is as a person, as a player. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, like Rob Sala's going through it right now. You know, when he was hired here, it was, it was a great thing. We got, yeah. you know, we got the, the 49er defense coordinator looking at that defense play, and it's going to be great. And here we are two years into it, and it's started to turn. Yeah, for sure. And this year, there's so much pressure on him and this coaching staff. And by the way, that that like he already lost his offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So you're two years in, and already you have half your coaches coaching staff is gone, and now you got to bring a whole other coaching part of staff in. So that that means that's a failure. That is an abject failure yeah, from the coaching buddy. standpoint. Right, that, and that was his buddy, his buddy. brought him over. These these two guys, he, you run the offense. I'm the head coach. I mean, and didn't work out. And you could say that you know, okay, uh, Mike Lafleur left on his own volition because he wanted to go to Sean McVay out in L.A. And I told you, there's like five guys that are all tied into each other. Sean McVay being the head of that, and they all just kind of rotate the the coaching staffs. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's it's a weird. It's you know. But they know. did bring in two veteran guys, which is something which I appreciate. That, we were, that yeah, we appreciate. We were screaming that. about that. You know, Nathaniel Hackett and Todd Downing, two guys that I I believe are going to help the Jets. Um, but you know, it really comes down to who the hell is, is taking the snaps, man. That's what it comes down to more than anything. And Nathaniel Hackett did have some success with Blake Bortles, but the most of his success came with Aaron Rodgers, right? And uh, Todd Downing had success with Ryan Tannehill. He did. And Derek Carr. Yes, he has. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, so it's set up for either one of these two guys to come here because at least there's somebody here that they know. Absolutely. But they may end up with neither. I'm Boomer and Geo coming to you live the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We talked about these same names with the Jets quarterback possibilities, and there could be one more out there becoming available that is very, very interesting, and one that I didn't think was available until yesterday. I really thought that this organization was going to go in a different direction than the one that has been reported they may go into. So we've heard Derek Carr, we've heard Aaron Rodgers, we've heard Baker Mayfield, we've heard Jimmy Garoppolo over and over again. But yesterday, from two people, Two people that I know you have talked to, you have uh, spent time with, and you respect. Mike Tannenbaum yep. and Jason LaConfora. Yeah. Both of them said that they have the feeling that Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears is going to be dealt. And, of course, that would mean because they have the number one overall pick. Right. That they would draft a quarterback at number one. Yeah. So... We throw his name now into the conversation because this is a guy who showed you 
that he does have that talent. And there was one point in the middle of the year where he was putting up ridiculous numbers. Yes, he was, mainly running, but you know, still because they changed their offense to kind of fit his his ability. Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator, they went into their bye. They had a terrible game. I forget who it was against on a Thursday night. They went into their bye, and then when they came out of their bye, they basically had a new offense, a new way of doing things. And it was more uh, RPO standard stuff, and it was much more called runs for Justin Fields. Because he's like 6'3", 230 pounds. I mean, listen, a lot of that stuff worked with Jalen Hurts this year, didn't it? It did. It did. It did. And he's that, he's that type of player right now. And I do believe that he's going to be a much better player next year than he was this year. He'll, he's on that trajectory to be good. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because my last call into the score, that was, you know, the WFAN of Chicago. I, yeah. I do a weekly call in with them during the football season was right after the Bears had won or lost and then won the number one pick mm-hmm. in the draft. And I said, you know, Ryan Pulser, GM, is going to have some really, really interesting decisions to be made here. Because everybody assumes that Bryce Young out of Alabama is going to be the number one quarterback. And he's going to have to evaluate Bryce Young. And he's going to have to decide whether or not Bryce Young has got a higher upside than Justin Fields does. And if he decides that, then he's got to take uh, just uh, Bryce Young and he has to trade Justin Fields. And so that's where we are today. Mm-hmm. That's, this is now... People that are closer to it than I am that actually have talked to a lot of these people, like Mike Tannenbaum, feel like that if he were the general manager, that's exactly what he would do. That he would take Bryce Young, he would then trade Justin Fields, and he would try to build around Bryce Young, who seems to be more pro-passer ready than Justin Fields was. Yeah, so if I am the Jets, I am absolutely talking to the Bears about what they are looking for for Justin Fields as one of these options. I am. Because I'm not one of the guys that believes that Zach Wilson is going to turn it around. I know that there's some Jet fans and some people in that organization that want to see him stick around for a couple of years, bring in the veteran, hopefully he takes over. I'm not one of those guys. And he may flourish somewhere else, and that's great, whatever. But I'm not one of those guys. So to me, as opposed to some of these other options we have talked about, I can't stand the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo. If it's not Derek Carr, who I don't love here, but I like him better than Justin Fields, but if it's not Derek Carr and it's not Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields is the next best option. All right, so but I, I understand where you're coming from, and I understand your perspective on that. But the Jets are not going to do that. And the reason the Jets are not going to do that is because they still are holding out hope for Zach Wilson. And you don't bring in a guy that is that young that you're going to end up having to commit to much more long term, assuming that he takes over as your starter and then goes out there and has a great year. And then, you know, it's just I I just don't see that happening. I I just I really don't. I, I could see Justin Fields being traded, but I just don't see it happening to the Jets. But why would they allow the upside of Zach Wilson to hold them back even more than he already has? I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they let's just say Joe Douglas, and I don't know if he feels this way, but let's say Joe Douglas really liked Justin Fields out of the draft and was like, man, you know, this guy, and he ended up going with Zach Wilson. But let's say he was like, you know, waffling between the two. And he really liked Justin Fields. And he's like, man, you know, Justin Fields showed me some of the things last year that I thought he could do. Zach Wilson has shown me nothing since we've been here. I, I, I got to go. I got to make we We get him in this offense with those wide receivers. I mean, and put him with some veteran coordinators here. I, I could really turn this guy into something. Why would you hang on to the hope of Zach Wilson? 
mean, Justin Fields is not like had a great year, but he showed you that he could be a star player at times so, last year. Here, here's the thing. With I nobody around. I know one thing. If Ryan Poles, the Bears general manager, decided to cha- uh, trade uh, Justin Fields, let's say he did that. Let's say he got a first and a third back or a first and a, a third and, and a player back. And let's say, I'm trying to think who, who he could trade him to that would make sense, but, but that's the Hall coming back. So now he drafts Bryce Young. He's still got another first-round draft pick in there. He could trade that pick to the Bengals for T. Higgins. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you have T. Higgins and you have Bryce Young together, uh, and that's how you're starting your offense. You know, that's the kind of thing that I, I believe that Mike Tannenbaum is thinking about. It's kind of like what, in, in, in an article that I read this morning, it's kind of like what Jacksonville tried to do around um, Trevor Lawrence's past year. Get Brandon Sheriff from a Washington. Go get Christian Kirk from the wide receiver. Evan from, Ingram. And then they sign Evan Ingram, who I think that everybody thought was a good player. Just here, never, ever materialized as a consistent player. Because, you know, why they had three different offensive coordinators since he was here. Yeah. So now he finally settled in with a big-time quarterback, a big-time coach. And look at what happened with, you know, the Jaguars as they went on that run towards the end of the year with that great quarterback. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think some of the stuff that I saw from Justin Fields last year, I think that he can be a very, very good quarterback. And the fact that you, you know, what I saw from Jalen Hurts this year, what he was able to do, I think you, know, you get the right pieces around you him. You can win Jets. with him. You could definitely win. I think win. so. Yeah, I really do. So that's why, I mean... I know what you're saying about the Zach Wilson and the, the Jets don't want to give up on him. But, I mean, if Justin, if this carousel that we're talking about stops without Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr and Justin Fields is legitimately available, you better be looking at so him. If you, you better I, be looking if, at if him. If you and I are doing this every morning now until we figure out of what course the, they're doing it. Yeah. yeah, Of course they're doing the same thing. They're Call looking, up Joe Douglas. Let's just make him a part of the conversation. They are looking at every single option that they possibly can because... The owner, as we heard out in Phoenix, mm-hmm. is you know thinks a plug and play quarterback is ready to go here, and plug they're going to go play. win a Super Bowl. Plug and play. I mean, I, what does he mean this, by that? I'm just telling you, it is an the AFC is stacked. Yeah, I know it is but stacked. Can't give up, man. That's why Aaron Rodgers probably to me gives you the best chance possibly in the next window in the next year to win. Well, of course, and then anybody who is against Aaron Rodgers coming here is just stupid. He has to come here. That would be the one guy that could get them in the mix, into the conversation. See, this is where people get in trouble with each other when they're discussing things. Yeah. So you just made a declarative statement. Yeah. And that declarative statement was anyone who thinks that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be here is just stupid. Yep, that's right. So you just basically said that Tiki Barber is stupid. I think that that opinion that he, I don't think Tiki's stupid. He's smarter than me. Yeah. I think that opinion is stupid. I totally disagree with that opinion. Uh, all, right, all right, so that, that's how you have to say it then. You can't well, say that he understands. Said, I don't think that he's stupid. He, uh, I think he understands but that. But I think this is where people get in fights with one another because no. they make declarative statements like that. Nah. And then the statement leads to, like, you know, people taking words out of your mouth, like I just did. Yeah. And then attaching him to something that, you know, and then you had to clarify what you were saying. Yeah, I don't really care at all. I just, I, Tiki knows I respect him and he's, he's a very smart man, smarter than me. 
but I think that's completely off base that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be a Jet or the Jets well, shouldn't I, consider but, Aaron but Rodgers. But you used a word called stupid. Well, stupid, yeah, it is. You don't want to use the word stupid. It, well, I did. Because when you use the word stupid, then stupid. It, that's it's a stupid. trigger word. That's a trigger word. That's, you know that. Well, it's, it was just a stupid you gotta thing. you got to be careful of the trigger words that you use. It's, I'm not going to be careful. See, look, I just don't think it makes sense to think that way about Aaron Rodgers and while Tiki could have his point of view. That's fine. I, 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 I respectfully disagree with Tiki. That's yeah. how you should say. You should no say fun in that. anybody who thinks the way that Tiki thinks is stupid. Yeah, I agree. You can't yeah. say that. Well, stupid. Just per- personally, I just trigger word. Just I think it's stupid. It's how you deliver it. Yeah, I know. I like my way better. You know, you got your little NFL Today delivery. You know, and I got mine. Okay. Stupid. My little NFL today. Yeah, a little couch in this, couch in that. Couch in anything. I respectfully disagree. I don't I don't respectfully do anything, quite frankly. We're talking about sports. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Stupid. You gotta tell me Aaron Rodgers is a jet is a bad idea. Stupid. It is. I, I, Stand by it. That's a trigger word. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Your trigger are you, word. Are you triggered right now? I'm not triggered. I mean like I trigger warning? No, because, should I have given a trigger warning? You're not triggering me because I, I actually think it would be a lot of fun to have Aaron Rodgers here. Well, of course it would be. Everybody knows that. It would be fun because they'd win, too. That's the yeah, other part of it. It would be fun because we get to watch it every week and there would be all sorts of things going on. Uh, Jonas in Bethel, Connecticut. What's going on, Jonas? Hey, good morning, guys. Love the show. Thank, Thank you, man. Jonas. What's, what's happening? Well, uh, a month ago, um, when I was watching the show, Boomer, you went on the record for saying how wonderful... Uh, Baker Mayfield would be as a fit for the Jets, and I thought it was great because I thought his resurrection in Los Angeles was really something. Uh, the only question I have is, uh, do you think the Jets are thinking along those lines at some point, or and what do you think of what do you think of, um, uh, of Baker's arm strength? I think he's got a hell of an arm. He's got, uh, you know, he he planted a, uh, his feet. I think it was it was either the last year or the year before, and he launched the ball seventy six yards. I mean, he is a wild card. There's no question about that. The reason I was saying Baker Mayfield is because when you get down to it, if their car goes to Carolina and Aaron Rodgers either stays in Green Bay, retires, or goes to the Raiders, now what Now what are you looking at? What, what are your opportunities? What are your options? And I know you're not a big Garoppolo fan, but he knows this offense, and he fits in seamlessly, and he's he's got a winning record, and but he just can't stay healthy. Baker Mayfield would be a fire starter here. Would be fun again for me. What we do here, it would be fun. Yeah, but you and also he can play. By the way, right? Exactly. It's not like you dislike him on the football no. field. You like him too. But I just, I don't know, man. When the Jets are searching for that right guy, that committed guy who's going to turn them around, Jimmy Garoppolo's not the person. I, I think Baker Mayfield would definitely commit himself here. Yeah, I don't know how good he is, but the personality stuff, I'm all in on. I, I think that he's got that edge. He's someone that we talked about having that edge and coming here out of the draft how he might be able to fit. But I, I just I just don't know how good he is. And, I, and he's been given multiple opportunities. I've seen him play really well. He won a, a playoff game without his coach against the Pittsburgh Steelers. True. So here, here's the point. Like, if he ended up here, it would not be on a long-term deal. It would be on a prove-it deal. Sure. If, in fact, that's what fell to them. And that prove-it deal probably would fit the idea that maybe Zach Wilson would take over eventually. Yeah. So that kind of thing fits. His personality would be it would be amazing. It would be I, I kind of find him to be very interesting, and I kind of enjoy him. 
Let's go to Dominic calling from Staten Island. What's up, Dominic? What's going on, guys? Huge fan. How are you? All right, Great, Tom. Man. What's Thanks. happening, brother? All right. I got a little upset this morning because I turned on my radio, and I'm listening to this nonsense about Justin Fields yeah. and this conversation swirling about looking at Justin Fields. I think they would be shooting themselves in the foot. They need a proven quarterback, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, even Lamar Jackson. Those are the guys that they should be. Well, they are, but but the conversation, Dominic, is that if they don't get those guys, you know, and I agree, Aaron Rodgers, number one, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to end up leaving Baltimore, but yes, I said Derek Carr as well. Those are the guys I would 100% put ahead of it. I'm talking about that next tier. If you're looking at guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, and not Justin Fields, I don't think the Jets are doing their due diligence. Until we know, Dominic, exactly who the Jets get, we're going to sit here and speculate like everybody else. So these conversations that we are having now are are pure speculation and, and, and trying to figure out what the Jet options are. So if you wanted to say to Gio, because Gio brought up um, Justin Fields and how he thought Justin Fields would be a great fit for the Jets. If you want to say that that's a stupid idea, you can do that. <laughs> you want to do that? You can tell him it's a stupid idea. That's a, a stupid idea. All right, yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Well, you know, I that's a stupid idea. It is not a stupid yeah, idea. According to Dominic, it's a stupid idea. Okay, it's fine. But See, the trigger word. Okay, but I'm not getting offended by it. Uh, to me, it's if you are looking at... So you're telling me you wouldn't take Justin Fields over that other tier of quarterback that we're talking about. Of course, those top three that Dominic mentioned. Dominic's point was they should be looking at Rodgers, looking at Carr, looking at Jackson. Obviously, that's what we said. But I'm thinking if the car- the musical's chairs stop and the- your chair that's open is Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton, or Baker Mayfield, and you got Justin Fields available, look at Justin Fields. Not Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah, we know he's not going to. Lamar Jackson used to go to Atlanta, and then maybe Justin Fields gets traded to Baltimore. That would be interesting. But I, I just, I'd like Justin Fields better than that second tier. And I, I think Garoppolo is is just a horrible idea. I mean, I cannot say this enough. People think, oh, but he won in his record in San Francisco. Okay, well, he knows this offense, but he doesn't know. You know, Michael Floor is not there any longer, so I know it's sort of going to be a similar offense. Same offense. But okay, but the guy that he worked with is no longer there. So it's not like it's going to be as seamless as it was prior to that. And I just, I don't, he, he's not committed. He, they, the San Francisco 49ers, who are in desperate need of a quarterback, they have a guy who they had on their roster who took them to a Super Bowl and has something like a 700 winning percentage, and they can't wait to get rid of him. Cannot wait. He's not the guy who's going to be committed. They disappeared. Disappeared after the contract. Couldn't find him. What are you yelling at me for? Let's go to Nick in Huntington. Hello, Nick. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Uh, I just wanted to kind of back Tiki up a little bit, not fully on the Aaron Rodgers thing, because if you have played sports, you know that what happens in the locker room can be pretty important. And I think that what I've noticed is that Robert Sala kind of lets these players say whatever they want about, you know, they were doing it with Zach Wilson. They were very open. He he was letting them be very open about their uh, displeasure towards Zach Wilson. And I completely understand that. But there kind of is a line where you have to draw a line in the sand with that, like, level of freedom. And, and, you know, we have already seen signs that Aaron Rodgers is, you know, making statements. He got, like, personally offended at, um, 
what was it about? You know, I, I forgot who it was or whatever. But he made a remark yesterday about like some uh, about somebody commenting on his wife. Like the yeah, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. I mean, okay. So, but and and I addressed that Nick earlier. He he loves that stuff. He loves to be able to come on and dispute it and talk about the media and fake news and this and that. And he does it with a smile and he's seen and heard everything. And as far as the locker room goes, the reason why they turned on Zach Wilson it was twofold. Two reasons. One. He stunk on the field, and two, they didn't respect him on or off the field. If Aaron Rodgers walks into that room, I mean, for crying out loud, Garrett Wilson said he would cry tears of joy if Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback. If he walks into that room, it's immediate respect. MVPs, Super Bowl championship, Hall of Fame. I mean, it's immediate respect. So they're going to fall in line for him. So the reason why they were turning and going crazy with, with Zach Wilson, because they didn't respect the kid. They didn't like him. They didn't respect him. I mean, they treated Mike White like he was Peyton Manning. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers is actually in that building. Come on. And the media stuff, forget it. There's nothing here that's going to be bigger than what he's dealt with in his career already. You think that Aaron Rodgers shows up the first day is, you know, OTAs? He's going to be here for every OTA or is he not going to show up at all? Well, that's something we talked about yesterday. I agree. He's got to be here the entire time. That That's something that... I mean, you got to get some sort of agreement from him that yes. he's going to be all in. That it's not just I'm showing up on the day one and we're going to play football and then I'm going home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if he changes teams, he's got to know that. And that, and I believe he will. I believe at that point, if he changes teams, he doesn't want this thing to blow up in his face. And he wants to show everybody that he's still got it. And, you know, the, the other thing, too, like that we, we tend to forget about. These guys who make so much money and have had so much success need to draw inspiration from somewhere. They always do. Michael Jordan. He got offended by things like we all, that, that meme out there, and I took that personally. And I took that yeah, personally. Yeah, it's just like the Kansas City Chiefs. They all took it personally at the beginning right. of the year that nobody thought that they were going to win the Super Bowl. Right, so Aaron Rodgers, where he gets that from is the, the media. He fights and, the media. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend, the girl that he is dating now, his his uh, her dad, mm-hmm. I was going to say, or her family, I'm assuming. That girlfriend of his, uh, Blue? I don't know. If, no, no, it's the new girl. The, the Madison girl, Eads? She's the one whose dad owns the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right, yeah. Right. They, they live up by uh, Lee Einsiedler. Oh, that's right. Yes. Ah, look at that. How's that? Little connection for you. CBS Sports Network, a winning Wednesday last night with some local hockey and basketball teams. Jerry Recco's here with that and more. Good morning, Jerry. Well, good morning. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. New buddy winning for sure. The Knicks winning. The Knicks taking a three-game winning streak into the All-Star break. Barrett tucks it to the rim. Runners good of the foul at Capella. And Barrett with a chance at three. Barrett is going back to his principles. Attack the basket. There's your guys right there, Ed. Yeah, yeah stop shooting threes when you can't hit the basket. So just drive and go back to basics. Me and Speedy Claxton were talking about Wally Zerbiak's property taxes. Actually, the other day when I was, uh, yeah, he's got big property. He lives in Cold Spring Harbor. I know. And I, that dude, Speedy's like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. He's like, I just moved because I had to do the property tax thing. I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wally Zerbia, you ex-NBA guys, you don't know what you're doing with these property taxes. It's crazy. Hmm. It's just too much. And Wally's they got to afford it. Wally's, I don't know, Wally's also got, you know, he's got kids who are into horses. Oh, geez. That's a big problem, too. That seems expensive. Very expensive. Equestrian problem. Does he <laughs> not, Boomer? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yes, you do know. I mean, I, he's, I mean, he's a great dad. His yeah, kids are into I, horses. I, I and you play horses golf with him. You know I mean, a lot. There's nothing wrong with saying that. They I, have a great life while he's providing them a great life. They're into horses, so he has to get them horses. Yeah, well, you're right. I yes. Mean, I remember, I'll never forget, Sydney was put on a horse, and I was like, we got to get her off this horse. <laughs> this is, I got to stop this. this right. Is, uh, we can't have this. And this, while he's going to do anything and everything I'll, for I'll his do children. anything for Sydney. I'll right. give her anything she wants. Just get her off the horse. Right. <laughs> Not multiple horses. No, we don't the, need horses. The Zerbiak stable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, she was good at it, too, and I was yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Knicks did win. Stick in her hand. Yeah. Let's go. Come Please, on. Please, for the love of God. One twenty-two to one hundred and one. They go to thirty-three and twenty-seven. That was uh, courtesy of MSG. Jalen Brunson had twenty-eight. He was ten of nineteen shooting. Julius Randle twenty-five. And Barrett, when he wasn't missing threes, did go for seventeen points. Here he was saying a three-game winning streak into the break. Not bad. Getting this win um, before the break is, is was really important to us. You know, we were able to come out um, hot to begin the game, and then that just kind of was able to. Sustain us by the course of the game. They made a run. And yeah, but they have were you ever looked at the amount of games that he's played compared to the amount of games that Zion Williamson <laughs> has played? I haven't, but I'm sure that there is a stark difference. So when you think about that, Knicks made the you know we ended up getting lucky. Not really, because John Moran, John Moran, who was drafted ahead of R.J. Barrett, so lucky he didn't get the number one overall pick because it would have been Zion, and he's barely played. But not lucky because you could have had the second overall pick and a real legitimate superstar. Imagine John Morant in yeah. the Garden. Electric. So RJ, I think, has played like 251 games. How, how about Zion? I'm going to say 70. I was going to say 45. 45, wow. Let me see. I mean, Zion Williamson has played in 114. Wow. That's more than, than I thought. thought. Yeah, much more than I thought. How about that? Um, Isaiah Hartenstein with six points, 11 rebounds, three block shots. Um, what else? Here's Jalen Brunson. We talked about his good game. He was trying to have a conversation on MSG, but some just wouldn't allow it. I mean, we just kept fighting. Um, I think most importantly, don't say anything crazy. All right, bye. Bye. Uh, <laughs> feel like... That's Randall, as you can imagine. And then Barrett's there as well. <laughs> I would say chemistry would suggest that you guys are in a great place, right? But uh, B, can you get out of it? What do you want, man? They want me to interview, man. <laughs> they sound like they're having fun. I would hope so. I mean, going into the old well, winning does. Right. Uh, yes. And they've, they've won a lot. They got the sixth seed now. They're going into the all-star break, one of the best records they've had in many years. They're playing great. Don't you guys remember that feeling? No. Should being on an NBA team going into an All Star break playing well? No, no, you were on a softball team that very rarely ever lost a game. You were, you were a part of a team that very rarely lost. You always came off that field a winner. You remember what that felt like? Yeah, you know how like you, I do. I'm looking at my watch saying, crap, only four hours sleep by the time I get right. home tonight. And usually when the game ended, Alan and I were on the bench. <laughs> Where you belong. You were out of the rotation. <laughs> Game was on the line, on the bench. <laughs> Although Al, I thought, had his best season ever at third base. Best season ever. Is that right? Yeah, I thought. I really thought so. Thank you. You're welcome. Before he bruised his shin, of course. No, Jerry, that was, that was, that was years, years ago. ago. That was years ago. He overcame that. I thought you said there's still remnants of that bruise. No, I'm playing through it. Right. right. You haven't played through anything. <laughs> I mean, I did play through it. You did? But that was like five years ago when that yes. happened. Nets heat last night in Brooklyn. Dean Woody letting the clock wind down. 
Crossover. Pass out. O'Neal. Pump fake. Moves right. Bumps in the lane. Back door to Bridges. And a dunk at the shot clock buzzer. And that pretty much did it. Is Brooklyn in the house? I thought Chris so. Chris Carino with the call on the fan. Nets beat the Heat 116-105. Mikael Bridges, career best 45, 17 of 24 from the floor. Scored 15 straight in the fourth quarter. Here is Jock Vaughn. Loves the kid. Overall, just his spirit and energy and juice even at uh, our walkthrough today. Like, uh, he had the mindset. It seemed like that uh, he wasn't going to let us lose. And he didn't. Cam Thomas came off the bench. He had 19. How about Bridges? It was good. He had it going. He was very efficient. He would us, us to a victory, so kudos them. And so the Nets 34 and 24 at the moment with that win over Miami last night. Elsewhere, the Sixers beat the Cavaliers 118 112. Joel Embiid, 29 points. He is over 10,000 for his career at Stock Rivers. That's impressive, you know, especially at the position that he's playing at, you know, because he needs the ball given to him, you know, for him to score. And so he scores a lot, over 10,000, so good for him. Cleveland had their seven-game winning streak come to an end. Also, of note, Kyrie Irving did not play because of a back issue. Nuggets beat the Mavericks 118-109. Uh, and the Nuggets, uh, with that win, continue to be one of, if not the best team in the West. Also, of note from basketball, guess who was at it again? Guess who was at it again? Hmm. Basketball, guess who was at it In the again. world of basketball of sorts. Michael Jordan. Yeah, he donated $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation birthday, on his 60th yes. birthday. It's very nice, yes. Now, I think more basketball media. There's Charles Barkley? Mm, that's a good guess. We're talking Shaq. about two guys that have battled over old school, new school. Old player, new player. Ah. Uh, J.J. Redick and Chris oh, Mandos Russo. Right. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this came up, but Russo was defending those guys of the 80s to today's player. Did you see Bird play against the Lakers in 84? Did you see Bird against the Rockets in 86? Were you at courtside watching these games? No. You got to watch the games at the time. Okay. Watching them on YouTube 40 years later okay. is not the same at the moment so, so watching a let ball me ask game. Now, he didn't go John Johnson the plumber back in the <laughs> 1950s, yeah. but he did go. He was talking bird magic and guys like that as he continues to battle with Reddick. I mean, that's what he does. That's his, that's his go-to that's thing, and then Reddick can't stand it, and he goes back and forth, but... I mean, this is the stuff he would do to us in the newsroom. He'd bring these things up, yes, and then he'd would. use that classic line. He'd be like, uh, can you tell me what Larry Bird did in the finals this year? <laughs> and I'd be like, I, I have no idea. And he'd go, that's why I am in there, and you are out here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was more emasculating than that. Tremendous. Yeah. He used that often. Yeah, to everybody. Yes, yeah. he did. Uh, Mets pitcher Max Scherzer. He's a busy guy. He's now got four kids. His wife just gave birth to his fourth kid to go along with the four dogs that have to adjust to one another. They had the dogs out to get everything back in. They were slowly bringing the dogs back in. So <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a circus for sure. <laughs> four and four sounds like a circus. Man, oh man, oh man. Yeah, yep, I don't I'm know sure how. he's got plenty of help. Oh, I'm sure he does, yeah. But like Sean Morash does not, and he just picked up a dog out of a Mr. Softy truck the other day. Did he really? Yeah, one of these mobile dog units. That's great. He went. To, he told me he went to Stu Leonard's to get some buffalo chicken dip, and he came home with a terrier. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> 
That was his line. I thought it was very funny. It's, I'll tell you, it's very tempting. Yes. I know. And he, there was like one puppy left in the mobile yes. thing. And he ended up, he was licking his face. So now he's got he's got two daughters and two dogs in the house. Wow. So. Is it licking his face because he had buffalo wings all over it? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Here's another for Scherzer as he adjusts on the fly as a vet. You never, you're never done learning in this game, especially as you age. You get new challenges put in front of you. And so this is a challenge I got to jump over. All right. Well, we'll see if he can. How many starts is he making Binghamton this year? <laughs> Let's hope none. Yeah. I'm going to say two. I mean, he had a great year. He had a great year. He didn't have a great finish. Right. Well, he didn't have a great finish for the Dodgers either, right? That's right. Dead arm. So, trend. He is 40. Let's yeah. hope not. Uh, Chiefs had their parade in Kansas City. Here was Patrick Mahomes looking to get Nick Bolton on the stage. You explained to me the noise that you hear in the middle of this because I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Nick Bolt's a little shy, so we're going to have to get him up here. There he goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sound like Al. Al, were you at the, that was the, not the parade Al. yesterday? That sounded like a porno. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's the like first what? thing. Porno. But yeah. <laughs> Nick Bolt's a little shy, so we're going to have to get him up here. There he goes. Yeah, I, that's it's someone. Tr- I think that's what they're trying to do. It's like recreate like a porn actress Yelp. Is <laughs> <laughs> those? I have it isolated. There he goes. <laughs> oh, that is funny. We, so. that, that's one of those things you could do there, uh, Jerry. Porno or Al Duke's laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Here was more Mahomes not uh, doing porno voices, but instead talking about more work to do coming up. Blends like all those parades in New England all those years, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. All those years, dynasty building. You know, that porno or Al Duke's laugh thing jarred my memory. Actually, I got in trouble for this. (laughs) (laughs) In Pittsburgh, I got called into the office. A program director, general manager, they did not like this at all. So I did, you know, the sexual harassment videos that the company does? So we cut up the audio from those acting scenes. Oh, boy. And we cut up audio from pornos the acting scenes and then we guessed which one was which was it from the cbs radio at the time sexual harassment video or was it from an actual porno and i thought it was a great that's a great bit i know that they would just they you got to take this seriously the company it's a harassment situation you're making fun of it now all you know puts us at a tough spot the whole thing and i was like man i was so happy with the way it went because it sounded exactly the same Hey, what are you doing later? Sarah. And people would be like, 
Porno. No! Sexual harassment <laughs> video. That was the guy in sales coming up to the HR lady. You'd never believe it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey did their post-Super Bowl podcast. Here was Jason talking about a little bit of a miscommunication after the Super Bowl, the way things got translated. I was misquoted by saying that I said fuck you congratulations after the game which is not what I said I was like I don't remember that one I was I was I was a loss loss of words and uh, you didn't you didn't really say much but I know you didn't say (laughs) (laughs) these guys are funny yeah they are I actually really enjoy this I don't listen to it on a a regular basis but when I do it's, uh, it's very enjoyable so that was the I forget the name of the podcast but the Kelsey podcast We'll call it that. And the Jerry, rate- just one second before you yeah. get too far away from it. I'm sorry uh, to cut you off. James and Brick, what's going on, James? Hey, what's happening, man? Um, I just wanted to shed a little light on on that noise you guys are playing. The I oh, my a, God a, thing? The, well, yeah, like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, bro. I got, a, uh, I got an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, and... I've been called by the teacher, and they're like, you know, your, your your kid's moaning in class. And I get him home, and I'm like, well, what are you doing, bro? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be a, a TikTok reel. or we're, I mean, they wrestle, and you're in the middle of the wrestling room during practice, and kids are, are doing it. Really? Exact noise. Well, yeah. let's hope they're not watching pornos and this is a TikTok situation because that would be rough. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously that was my original concern, but I mean, I go through their phones and their and their you know their media outlets, and and there's nothing really there. So, it's got to be a TikTok reel or an Instagram short or or something along those lines. Yeah, and, and they probably picked it up at school somewhere. Yeah. As soon as you played it, I went, oh, my God. I hear that at home all the time. Did you go, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but anyway, that's, uh, it's got to be something something that's popular. And, and, you know, I don't, it's got to be popular somewhere. Yeah, okay. like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's a little off-putting. It, it, a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you're a teacher and you got your entire class doing it all day long. Oh, so, tic- so, oh, my God, on TikTok, TikTok is a hashtag, I guess, that's relatively popular. Well, that could be anything, though. Oh, my God. No, I guess, but there's a million of them that come up. So maybe that is a thing. I, huh. I don't know. You're not you're not on this, Jerry? No, I'm not. No. Wouldn't Gallo, Gallo would know something he, about yeah, this, right? That would be the guy to he, find out. He's our uh, TikTok expert, I guess. Although, I don't know. I mean, hey, I, he didn't have a TikTok account himself. We made him create a TikTok for us. So I think he's learned mm. about it. But it's not like he was... There's got to be someone in this building. This. Russ at Bayshore. What's going on, Russ? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. All right, man. What's happening? Uh, the last guy took half my thunder with that whole hiya, <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> I have a 13 and a 12-year-old in the middle of the summer. Everybody's windows open playing basketball. All of a sudden, it sounds like two kids are going at it in the middle of the street. <laughs> My wife comes out of the house screaming and yelling like there's a dog dying. Or two chicks are going at it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it from? It's just, I don't know. It's definitely a TikTok. It's a TikTok with these kids. It oh. makes no sense. <laughs> On the school bus, everywhere you go. Oh, My wife's wow. a teacher. They can't get him to stop. So, oh so who made that noise yesterday in the know. microphone? Was that was that uh, Patrick Mahomes? I didn't see the video. He was the one that had the microphone, and he was trying to get Nick Bolton up there, I right? I don't know. 
I don't think it was Mahomes with that voice. I don't think he was could. it Jackson Mahomes. Could it be his? Could it be his wife? Could be. <laughs> no, that's a male voice. It's a male. So it's Jackson Mahomes then. Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> Who was the guy he was calling up? That was Nick seemed- Bolton. It probably well, was. Well, this was, I think Bolton spoke here. How we doing, Cesar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, Kansas City? That's the same what guy. What is that? <laughs> There's no way that's the same guy. <laughs> I gotta, I'll look it up in the break. See what I can find. <laughs> Rangers beat the Canucks six to uh, six to four. Tennessee beat number one Alabama sixty eight fifty nine. Fordham knocked off St. Bonaventure and uh, Northwestern to win over number eighteen Indiana sixty four sixty two. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Before we get back into some of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, the Jets quarterback situation, we got sent a bunch of TikTok stuff, and it's the Oh Yeah Challenge on TikTok. And Omar in Jersey City also has some thoughts on it, but I think we know the origin now, and I'd like to hear what Omar has to say. Omar, good morning. What's happening? Hey, guys. Huge fan. So, yeah, I'm around the age of the TikTok world, so I just wanted to shed some light on it. It actually originated, um, Gio, I don't know if you ever heard of something called Vine. Yeah, of course, the old Vine stuff that went away. It was like the original TikTok. Exactly. So it originated on Vine back in like 2015. Some kids were like playing on the sofa and one kid jumped up. He said, can I have, can I get a, oh yeah. And then another kid jumped and he said, oh yeah. And that's where it originated. So everybody just started reposting, reposting that and doing the exact same thing. And now TikTok brought it back so you're at a party or something and everybody starts saying it to their buddies so now that, that's why it's become so famous yeah well that's uh, clearly what's going on and i appreciate omar yeah. all the way back to vine in 2015 yeah yeah oh my going, wow man? and it made it to the uh the super bowl parade for the <laughs> kansas city chiefs right before nick bolton got to the microphone all so right somebody had to do that on the microphone the Obviously, question is yeah. who did it on the microphone because Patrick Mahomes had the microphone, mm-hmm. and he was introducing Nick Bolton. He was. Now, Nick Bolton had a very deep voice, and Patrick Mahomes has his thing going on. So, so somebody in between the two of them. Probably Kelsey. Kelsey would do that. Actually, there's a headline now with this. There's a headline with this now? Uh, it's from SB Nation. Brett Veek, or Veach. What's his name? Is he? Uh, yeah, he's Veach. a GM. Yeah, he, supposedly he did it. He did it? Yeah. The general manager? Think did, so? Did oh yeah! <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you know, it is what it is. Hey, Boomer, can I get an oh yeah? I gave you one earlier. That's it. I'm done. Please. I'm done. Well, I didn't hear the last one. Oh, I get yeah. fine. <laughs> there you go. There it is, right there. <laughs> we were kind of talking over it, though. I think we need a clean one. I gave you one. Hey, Boomer, can I get an oh yeah? Oh, I get yeah. fine. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, well, there it is. Uh, let's go to Joe in Manasquan. What's going on, Joe? Hey, guys. How you doing? All Good right, Joey Joe, Joe. What do you got for us today, man? Yeah, so I got a, a quick one. Again, unfortunately, agree with Boomer a whole bunch. Uh, we got uh, Eddie the Pig's jockey, right? He's looking for a new, new spot to live. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think you guys have... I've done quite a bit for him. He got him a new set of jibs, right? So I think this one uh, might, the onus might fall on Eddie here. 
to yeah. uh, respond in his thoughts. Yeah, I know. I, I, I agree. Um, I don't think that we can help him with his living situation. I think that now we're getting way too deep into this. I want to talk to him to find out if he's really homeless this morning or he was just like off the deep end and he was not talking straight or right or he wasn't in his right frame of mind. But, I mean, if he ends up being homeless out there, he has no place to live, we're going to feel terrible about that, you know? Absolutely. But sometimes, you know, you just got to – you guys have done quite a bit for our man, Eddie. And yeah. um, I think uh, – it's time for him to, to get his life together. Is what it sounds like. Absolutely, you guys yeah. are doing. Uh, you guys are doing plenty. And my next point, I think I fall in the stupid camp with the Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but with uh, with Tiki's uh, point about him maybe not fitting, he seems to like to respond to every story, right? And um, you guys are right about New York not being what it used to be, but the amount of stories in New York are still pretty abundant, right? There, they seem to come out from everywhere, and I think Aaron will have. A tough time just having feeling the need to respond to all. Of yeah, but like, has he ever had a tough time with it? Has it ever affected his play? Has he ever gone off in a press conference? I mean, he has done all these things. You know, back from the relax that he wrote uh, to the toes. Remember, he put his foot up there in the press conference to the thumb. To I mean, he's gone on and on. He's had all these things, and never once. You know, during those two seasons where we had the most drama, he won the MVP back to back. So I just, uh, th- this guy lives for the drama. I think that it drives him. Sure, it's just maybe it's uh, it'll be like Aaron Rodgers was seen out to dinner, and uh, then he'll say, "Oh, it wasn't at dinner, whatever." Maybe <laughs> yeah, he actually, he actually, he actually may look at this like a challenge. Yeah, like this could be something that could be fun for him. Now, here's one of the reasons why. You know, he doesn't really have much to worry about in that regard is because he is a great player Mm -hmm. and he's going to play great. He's going to be great on the field. Now, whether or not he'll get if he came to the Jets, whether or not he would get them to the Super Bowl or the Raiders to the Super Bowl or whatever, that that's that will be up for debate. And only time will tell us that as we watch as the season unfolds. But I, I don't have any worry about him going on the field and being productive. He's going to be very productive no matter where he goes. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I, I believe he'd be great for the Jets. So, so what are we? What, what are we really worrying? About? Like, why are we worrying about how he's going to handle the media if he throws three interceptions in a game? He doesn't care. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, you're on my side. No, now. I, I'm not. I, look, I I would love for him to be here. I just don't think he's going to want to be here. That's all. Yeah, and that's what I would say. I, I, and not because of the media situation, just no. because it's it just him coming. He's never been an East Coast guy. I think he could handle it here for sure, but it's just not where he's lived, not where he's wanted to be. I don't know. I just I, the, I think he'd want to play with Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Now, Garrett Wilson's a great player, but, you yeah. know, he's he's played with Devontae Adams. Like I said, if I'm the Jets, I would I would go out and bring in all his security blankets. David Bakhtiari come in, Randall Cobb come in, Alan Lazard come in, everybody come over. And if they don't want him to play, make him coaches. I don't care. <laughs> Just surround him with his inner circle, and then he'll come over and play. Yeah, you know, you, you give Pat uh, McAfee, uh, you know, the halftime job or something. Why not? To interview him at halftime. Seriously. Yeah, A.J. Hawk, everybody else. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! 
Ben on be. Ay. Oh yeah. <gülüyor> oh yeah. That of course is Boomer doing the latest TikTok trend. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. After we heard it from apparently the Chiefs general manager Brett Veach during the parade. Yeah, I'm getting conflicting reports. These articles are all I can't tell what's right and what's not right. Yeah. I, uh, I'm guessing that one just based on a headline, but who knows? But there's got to be video of it. There's got to be video of those guys up on either a, a stage, right? Yeah, or the, or the float or whatever. There has to be some sort of video. So who had the microphone after Patrick Mahomes and before Nick Bolton? That's the question. Yeah. I can't. I cannot find it either when trying to look it up, the video, but I don't know. I'd love to know who it was. To me, it feels like a Kelsey thing. Has to be a Kelsey thing. He does all that stuff. Fight for the right to party, all of this, all of that. But we have learned now that that's where that's from. It sounded like a porno to me, but it's not. It's a Vine trend from 2015 of a kid jumping off a couch or something. Going, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how things... I never Get knew started. that. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, we sound old doing this, and everybody knows what it is, but I never knew that. I had no idea. Like, the TikToks, I told you, the TikToks that I have are, you know, all uh, Damar Hamlin conspiracy theories. That's the only thing I get on TikTok. I got more of those yesterday. Did you really? Like, I think it was listening to us talk <laughs> about it, and then they picked up on the whole thing, and then I got more of them. Huh. The other one I was getting was... Uh, you know, during the so Michael Strahan asked Demar Hamlin, "What did the doctors tell you?" And he goes, "I don't want to get into it." And then people, are, ooh, 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 ah. well, you know, the interesting thing is because Demar Hamlin was in his second year, he's not covered by career-ending insurance. Mm. So what would end up having to happen is that the Bills would have to keep him on their roster for next year, and then cut him the moment that he vests. So then he could pierce some of those things if, in, if in fact, he can. Now, there are, there are 10 former players that are basically suing the NFL right now because they can't pierce into some, some of that money that was set aside for their long-term health care situation. Okay. And I, and I know you, you damn well know that Antonio Brown's going to be at the front of that line one of these mm, days. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> yep. Now, Tamar, does he want to play Well, anymore? he says... I, he says he's going to play the NFLPA uh, doctors because the NFL doesn't want any part of this. The NFLPA doctors, you know, basically said that he could return to playing. And and that's going to be a, a big question whether or not, you know, he can. And if he see if he doesn't and they say that he can, then you really can't pierce the, you know, career ending stuff. Sure. Because your career is not ending because you're you've been cleared to go ahead and play. Interesting. It's, it's a weird thing, and he's in a weird spot. You know, I, I feel like he's going to get taken care of somehow, some way, though. Don't you think? Like, I mean, a guy like that became the symbol of the NFL and how they do things right with the CPR and having the guys on the field. He just became this. It, it went from what could have been a tragedy to this incredibly positive story. I can't believe that the NFL would let him dangle out well, there. Well, let's uh, talk to me. Talk to me five years from now, okay? And then, and then, we'll, and, and then, well, I mean, but then we'll find out <laughs> yeah. exactly what's going on with him. Now, I'm sure that in in his mind, he wants to play. Mm -hmm. you now, that's what he's always grown up to dream to be—an NFL football player. That's right. And uh, you know, I I don't know whether or not if I were his parents, would I want him to play? If I were him, I don't. I mean. Obviously, I've got the different mentality than you or professional athletes. But if I were him, 
I would probably not want to play but, again. But here's the argument. The argument would be, you know, I'm not playing anymore. I, I don't want to risk myself. It's a career-ending injury. It, it changed my life. It changed my outlook on life. Now go and try to pierce the career-ending insurance and all that other stuff. Yeah, or he could just take from and the then, money then, that people then, donated to him, right? And just take that money. <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> I'm kidding! Yes, I understand. Um, like Eddie, the picks jockey, he's going to take all the GoFundMe money and then end up gambling on horses with it. I have a feeling Danielle will not let that happen. She's the gatekeeper. Man, I tell you, this Danielle, and we're going to talk to Eddie, come oh, up she's and about... A, she's a Pulse of the People award winner, I think. I, I mean, she's like a... I, I think she's like a Nobel Peace Prize nominee at this point. And uh, we'll talk to Eddie about 40 minutes from now. Uh, we'll give him a call if he's available, if he's got his government phone... If he's home, he might not have a home, actually, anymore after what I read yesterday. Uh, but Danielle was in there deleting some of the tweets where he was saying, you know, uh, this person was a C-word and this is that. And I don't know. She said she also spoke to him yesterday and it was pretty much uh, the verbal version of his tweets when, and, she, when she spoke to him. And what's going on? Do we know what's going on? Like he's fighting with the landlord or his girlfriend or what? Well, uh, let's see. The I guess the landlord married someone else he knows, and this is causing a, a, a an issue. <laughs> I tell you that. So Don't he was worry. living in this uh, in a female's basement. Okay, and now she got married. So he has to get out uh, of there. The uh, this new spouse doesn't want him around. I guess. I'm not sure anyone would want that per- <laughs> that type of situation. Yeah, right. Married. By the way, we've got this. Toothless degenerate downstairs in the basement. <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the, the 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 place he was living in is now the 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 landlord and this woman's place are now a couple, like a married couple, and this is causing some scheduling issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll get to the bottom of it, hopefully, and I mean, it seems like he is getting kicked out of his place. That's what it sounds like. So that's that's not a good thing. And he went on this rampage on Twitter. I mean, I don't understand why he's going on Twitter given this rampage, but uh, we will find out. We'll talk to him about 40 minutes from now. Oh, yeah! Dan in Monmouth Beach, New Jersey. What's going on, Dan? Hey, guys. Uh Good morning, and uh, first I just want to thank you guys for putting on a great show. You really make my morning commute terrible, and I really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Dan. We appreciate you. What's up today? Listen, I have a comment and a question. Now, the first comment is about Aaron Rodgers. I'm just thinking, you know, from a business perspective, he's a businessman now. and he, At his stage of the career, it's all about business. I really think he's going to go where it's best for him, meaning money, contract, and support from the franchise. I really don't think that the fan base has anything to do with his decision right now where he's going to go. And plus, there's a lot of people in, in this area here who, support, who, who loves, uh, you know, who loves Aaron Rodgers. Whether he's a Green Bay Packer or a, a Jets fan, I think that they would still support him. And secondly, my question for Boomer is, do you think that we'll ever see live-action helmet cams on quarterbacks uh, for live-action uh, during games? Well, we've had that already, Dan, and that was the World League of American Football back in 1990 and 91. Hmm. We had the helmet cam. I remember going on David Letterman and uh, promoting the helmet cam for that upcoming season. So why didn't it stick? I don't know. 
Wow. Well, it was kind of an interesting perspective. Did it look cool? Was the yeah. technology good back then? It was it was reasonably good, yeah. So, But it wasn't like a big contraption, No, right? it was inside the helmet. Wow. So I don't understand why they haven't tried to do that. I, I don't know if players complained about it. I don't remember players complaining about it, but I remember that being a one of the promoting aspects of what we were doing with the World League of American Football that was on USA Network. Okay. And that was the, I, I don't know, if, I, there was NFL Europe prior to that, I think, in the 80s. And then this was another iteration of that. And uh, I remember the London Monarchs, if I remember correctly, won the championship the first year. And my buddy, Stan Galbaugh, was the quarterback of the London Monarchs. And they won the World League of American Football Championship. And my other buddy, Mike Norseth, was the quarterback of the Birmingham Fire. Wow. With Chan Galley. <laughs> now I know why you keep these guys around, because you were clearly the best quarterback out of all of them. You know, it's <laughs> nice to be the man. You Maybe know? not the best golfer, but yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's better? Norseth? Yeah, I would say they're they're both really good. Stan Gelbaugh's better too? We're very we're we're all very close to each other in, wow. in how good we are. That's that's shocking to me that yeah. both those guys keep up. Keep and up. We got that trip coming to the DR coming up down oh, to oh, Casa de Campo. Casa de Campo. Oh, yes. Casa de Campo yeah, again. Little huh? teeth of the dog, baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to bring this up. A little uh, station news. Did you see that? Uh, uh, more, more station. We news. got some so station. This we is got good. some scuttlebutt. Or is this no, this is not scuttlebutt. This is just out there. It's not scuttlebutt. Okay. But uh, I guess Craig is off Thursday and Friday, so Evan needed a partner okay. for the next couple of days. So they're uh, they're running in a couple of guys. Like who are they running in? Well, one guy you know, and one guy I hadn't been familiar with at all. That he's hosted with. So today, it's going to be our buddy, Sal Licata, who fills in for us, does the overnight show. Your buddy, yeah. Well, he's our buddy. You love mm-hmm. him, too. Mm-hmm. You love Sal. Come Fraud. on. Fraud. Fraud because of the Islander stuff. You got to get yeah, over I mean, it. Now, listen, I, I was a big Sal fan. You know that. And now, not anymore. So you don't want him filling in for us anymore? I just, uh, I, I'm really, I, I see what he's doing, and I know that he's trolling me, and he's trolling Ranger fans, and he's just sure. trolling the fan base in general. Yeah. I get it. I get the whole thing, but, you know. <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, the Rangers are playing well, and they make a trade for Tarasenko and uh, Mikola and everything else. And right. now, all of a sudden, he wants to get back on board. I'm sorry. You're out. Okay, so he's out of the boomer inner circle. Would you like right him not to fill in anymore when, when we're out? Would you? Do you want to take it that far? I don't want to get in the way of his career path. That's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Okay. There's no way. Of course he's going to fill in when we're off because we want him to. We want the show to be great when we're off. Um, so... Uh, he's so what are these trials for when Craig leaves? Oh, oh really? When is what are you talking about? I don't know. That's what Eddie said in my ear. Oh, okay. So Eddie's just trying to stir stuff up. All right. Well, he just said see it with Al. Okay, but uh, no, I don't think that's what it is. I think Evan just Craig's taking a couple days off. I'm going to take a couple days off in March. You're taking a couple, a couple days, days off in yeah, March. Well, I mean, this is what you do. Off. Yes. So it's fine. It's all he's doing. I don't understand why you're digging deeper with this. But I don't know why you're asking me these questions about running these different guys. Through. No, they're running some guys through. So running guys through for what? I mean, Just they ran guys in. through for me. And you remember back in 2017, they ran you through here. They, they ran did. BT through here. But they that was a legit. Through here. But that was that was you, you didn't have a partner. Kind of like ran through people. You know, going through people. I remember Al going, "Oh, this is gonna suck. This, yeah, is right. Suck. I gotta go. I gotta leave. I can't. I gotta. Leave. Like I can't. Yeah, Al, you want to move the Afternoon. And I want to move the afternoon. I want to say, I mean, it's pivot time. I mean, the amount of <laughs> right, the amount of headaches. Sure. 
Um, well, I don't think this is any of that's going on. I just you think, don't think they're, they're running through guys. I think they're just putting a couple of guys with Evan because Evan needs a co-host for a couple of days. That's all. Evan doesn't need anybody. Evan could do it by himself. Yeah, I thought he was a big solo guy. Yeah, does a solo Saturday show. Yeah, he's great when he goes solo. He does, but I guess maybe afternoon drive, weekdays. It's a two-man show. You know, figure uh, why not give him a partner? He's got Tommy and C Mac also to lean on. Yeah, Tommy and C Mac could be in there with him. So you think of this like there's more to this? Sounds like it's a run through to me. All right. So Sal is working today with Evan, and then Friday there is uh, a man named CP the franchise who is hosting with Evan, and he is a Knicks YouTuber. He has uh, he started Knicks Fan TV. He's been on SNY. He's hosted an overnight show here. And he's going to be with Evan afternoon drive 2 to 6 on Friday. Oh, yeah! CP the franchise. CP the franchise. No, the franchise. Oh, the franchise. The franchise. Yeah. But the franchise. No, the franchise. Yeah, so there he is there. That's him? On Twitter. No, that's the Kembe Matumbo. But that's him right there, yes. It's right here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there he is, the FAN chair. Know, does he know other things other than the Knicks? I don't, I would mm. assume so. If they're putting him in afternoons at WFAN, I would assume so. They're I not like just going to talk Knicks and Nets for four hours. Does he know who Vladimir Tarasenko is? Well, Bo Horvat. I don't know if that's a requirement for yeah. that program, but uh, but yeah, so he's, he's built himself up. All nice right, little career. Him. That'd be good. And he's got a shot here uh, afternoon drive. So I wonder, like, is wait, that... Wait, 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 see what you just said? Well, he's got a shot at afternoon drive. He's got a shot at afternoon drive. What does that mean? He gets to host an afternoon drive show for a day. No, no, no. He's got a shot. He's got a long term shot. That's not what I'm saying. That's what it sounds like you're saying. No, you're just interpreting that way. What I'm saying is he's got a shot. Scuttlebutt. No, it's not scuttlebutt. It's on the schedule, for Christ's sakes. It can't be scuttlebutt. It's fact. Does it sound like scuttlebutt to you guys? It's not scuttlebutt. Uh, if it wasn't released by the station, it would be scuttlebutt. This is not scuttlebutt. No, but what I'm saying is I know that they're going to be on here. Sal and CP, the franchise. Right. I know they're going to be on here. The question is, is the scuttlebutt after they're on here? If there's underlying scuttlebutt. Okay, I see. I disagree. I told you that he is saying it. I'm not saying guys, it. Wait, you're, you're interpreting it. No, wait, you're saying that they're running guys through here. That's not. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not just Boomer. I interpreted it that way as well. All right, listen. And then, and then he got said it. they're giving him a shot. Yeah, they, that's what it is. How many afternoon drive slots are there? Uh, they, uh, I, Craig is off. Yes. Evan's got two co-hosts. That's all I'm saying. I just thought it was interesting. That we had someone else in the mix that we had not heard from yet. That's all. That's all. I mean, Al brought it up in the warm-up show, and Jerry wasn't grilling him about it. He was like, cool. We'll listen to Sal. We'll listen to CP, the franchise. That'll be it. You're the one who's making a big deal out of it. I'm not making a big deal out of it. I'm going by what you're saying. No, no, no. You're yeah. saying they're running through no, guys. No, that's not what I said. Well, I'd be Did like, try out. That's not what I meant. Did he say run through? All right. Yep. All right. That's not that what I meant. That sounds stupid to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what we'll do is we'll uh, run Jerry through here in the next segment. <laughs> To do his normal situation. <laughs> and uh, that'll be uh, that. See how words get twisted? Oh, yeah, all the time, of course. Yeah. No, I understand. The run through. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, but you're, you mean, you're giving him a shot. I'm like, I'm hearing like a lot of different buzzwords. Buzzwords. Again, Man, you're like, big on buzzwords, triggering. You're big on these things. You've triggered me now. Yeah, now, I know. Now I got to go deeper. We should rank one time all the part timers who has the best shot. 
of doing a full-time show. If an opening... No, yeah, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, I would love, we should do, like, a draft. You want a draft of part-timers? Yeah, WFAN... Now, was that time on air draft? Now, does that include full timers Keith McPherson and Sal? No, they're full time. All right, so so part timers. We'll draft. We want to draft the part timers, like, like Pat Boyle. Yeah, like a Pat Boyle, CeeLo, CeeLo, Fleegs, Fleegs. Yep, Emmanuel Babari. So, how about is now is C-Mac a part timer? Full timer. Well, he's, he's a full time produ- uh, board time host. He's, he's a part time host. All right, yeah, he's in the mix. Morash, yeah. Morash. Yep, they're in the mix. All right, yeah, I would do that. Like a fantasy draft. Right, I'm sure Spike is getting a warm bath going in a razor blade as we do this. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd draft the part-timers. I mean, everybody's going to be picking somebody, so like, the, yeah. I think everybody will be happy. If, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, Al took me, Eddie took me, you know, someone will be into that. I would just put Boyle and Shen in there. <laughs> I've Shen never met out. Shen. No, Shen. Yeah. yeah, Boyle and Shen. Shen is Garfunkel right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. About 20 minutes from now, we're going to find out if Eddie the Pitch Jockey is indeed homeless or not. He will join us for a couple of minutes. Also, at some point today, we're going to do our version of a, this was Al's idea, a part-time WFAN host draft. Oh, God. It's it's not really going to be a draft because you could still take somebody. I thought I, what I'd do is, like, if you were starting a brand new sports talk station and you could only pull from the part-timers, who would you take? That's a nice way of saying draft. No, but I'm saying if I pick somebody, Geo can also still pick. Because there's the not enough person. guys for us to draft a team. So we, so we'll okay. call, so th- you want three or four? Three. How three many guys? How many do we have? To right, I'm going to run I'll down. Have, I have a long list. I'm, I'm creating a list. I'm going to read the couple that I have here. All right, or the okay. few that I have. So uh, Hoffman, Fleegs, Rubinson, Barbari, EJ Stewart, Pat Boyle, Brian Rascona. Tommy Lugauer, Chris McMonigle, Sean Morash, Brian McKeon. I gotta tell you, it's a tough. Where's, that's where's t- Danielle McCartan? Danielle McCartan, great. I, I got Danielle her. McCartan. I got uh, 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 Jr. Jr. Sports. Yeah, Jr. Sports. Full time. Full time yeah. on the network. CBS Sports Radio. Full time. <sighs> yeah. So him, him and DJ. <clears throat> I have um, uh, Connor Green. Connor right. Green. Brian Rascona's done a shift. Yeah, I got him on the list. Chris Moore. No. no, no. What about EJ? You have him on the list. I have EJ. I've mentioned. What's EJ his Stewart. last name? Stewart. Stewart. Mercadante. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, Mercadante. Yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> right. The magical he, radio mute. Yeah. <laughs> he killed. That him. was unique. It was, a unique yeah, it was definitely. Definitely. I tell you what, it was memorable. Perked your ears off. <laughs> it was memorable, but the transmitter went down. <laughs> <laughs> what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? Uh, Peter Schwartz, does he count? Has he done? He any has shows? done a shift. Yep. Then yes. Yeah, yeah, he counts. CeeLo. CeeLo. This is a long list, right? Which makes this good. It's competitive. Schwartz, CeeLo. All right. You sure, I don't f- want to do four. We'll we do, can do four. And you got Fleegs. Fleegs is in there. Yeah, Fleegs is in there. So are four you, guys. Are you putting those on the blue cards? <laughs> no, he's not. I'll what my final list I'll put on the no, blue card fair. and I'll read off the blue card. All right, my final list. All right, so I'm gonna have to take a picture of that list because I need to actually think about this. I'm gonna print. I have a printable oh, version in here, Jerry. All right. So what do you think, Jerry? Four or three? Four. 
four. Okay. That's a lot of people, and there's but, a lot of talent there. But you have to put it in the order of your preference, so there will be some hurt feelings. Oh, <laughs> no doubt there's going to be hurt feelings. The people yeah. that get omitted are going to have hurt feelings. But we can only pick four, you know, really is what it comes Out of how to. many? How many? Is that like 12? I've got one, two, three, four, five, ten. I've got 15. Wow. Yeah, i got 15 as well. Uh, you know what? That helps. Because if it would have been seven and you can only pick four, yeah. the other three are going to feel like crap. Has Russ Gona done it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Russ Gona. Yeah, I can tell you right now, he's on the borderline for my list. I, I love Russ really Gona. good. I, I, I think so, too. I wish he were on more. I he bet is. you I have someone on my list no one else has on their list. Yes. Brian McKeon, yep. probably. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. He's an annoyance that Al loves. Right. The franchise I go. <laughs> <laughs> BK, the franchise. <laughs> oh, baby. Okay. Right, when are we doing this? Well, actually, wait. CP, the franchise, has to be on. I've never heard of That's not fair. Yeah. He has done a shift. Here? I've never heard of yes. him. Yes. When? He did his, oh, I went to his Twitter account, and his pinned tweet is him doing an overnight, saying that he's sitting in the chair doing an overnight shift. I mean, that's shift. not fair. Is that I'm, a promo, never, or is that real? <clears throat> I've never heard him, so I can't pick him. I'm just saying he should be on the list. He's on the list. All right, he's on the list. Let's see. CP, the franchise. Yeah, his pinned tweet is humbled and blessed. Uh, thanks for the chair, Craig Carton Live. Fantastic Studios. This is the chair that he once sat in. This is now Craig Carton's chair that I now stole. But we hear him in live and direct on the ones on Tuesday. We're going live at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, live at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So he goes to the show. Yeah, all right. What's the ones and twos? Or a three and a four? What do you say? He's on the ones and the twos? Yeah, yeah. That's a DJ term. Oh, is that what that is? On the ones and twos. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like DJ Scribble on the ones and twos. Okay. Our buddy. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. DJ Yoshi on the ones and twos. Okay. Our guy. Uh, okay. We got our list. When are we doing this? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. All right. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, Jerry, what do you got? So we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Clearly, you've gotten to this oh, yeah thing, this TikTok thing. So I went to TikTok and I found some of these oh, yeahs. And some notable ones that come up, like... Uh, here where Matthew does it in the middle of a restaurant, and clearly his girlfriend, if you see the video, is not pleased with him. Hey, Matthew. Can I get a horn, oh, yeah. Matthew. <laughs> She's annoyed with him. Yeah. And this one happens in a classroom, and clearly the teacher has heard this before. Hit the entire class with the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> it's your last warning. That sounded like Sister Mary Elephant from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> class, class, shut up! <laughs> it kind of, to me, sounded like churn off a little. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what churn off's doing. <laughs> Guys, come on, stop with the oh yeah, it's not funny. So then last hour, we put the, the Chiefs and Al, and I bring this up for one reason, and I'll explain in a second. This is how it sounded. <laughs> So you hear the the laugh at the end. Listen to the laugh in this one that I found on on TikTok. It's the same laugh. Oh my god! Oh, uh, maybe you're a trendsetter, uncanny, or a female. Yes, that laugh. Some somebody enjoying themselves. <laughs> So this is clearly everywhere. I the fact that the five of us didn't know is not a shock, but it is definitely something. Anyhow, so that was funny. Um 
Mets big Jen, who wants to hear from him again? Here's Buck <laughs> Showalter. So he was asked about a new deal for Pete Alonso. So you saw Jeff McNeil got his new contract. Why are they asking Buck Showalter about that? He's well, not the general manager. No, he's not. And he also brings up the point. He's got one, doesn't he? He does. He's got one. But he's he's under control for next year, too, right? Yep. Oh. But I thought still, I thought he still. Uh, is he free agent this week? He's not free agent this week, is he? Okay. You can tell he's getting annoyed with the question at day two. No kidding. Day two. Here was Alonzo himself. He says, "Listen, we got one goal. We want to do it. We want to. We want to climb the mountain, and we want to. We want to win it. That's it. And they want to have their parade down the Canyon of Heroes. And so, off and running with uh, with baseball and spring training. As for the basketball, Knicks Hawks last night in Atlanta, and this was all New York. There's an urgency to get better and not take steps back if you're an Atlanta Hawks franchise. Brunson, teardrops good. Jalen Brunson." With 18 on the night. And that was Ed Cohen on MSG with Wally, of course. Knicks win 122 to 101. Jalen Brunson, two of his 28. He was 10 of 19 shooting. Julius Randle at 25 and 11. This game was, wasn't even as close as the final score indicated. They pounded Atlanta. Here was Tom Thibodeau. Team's thriving right now. Julius, you know, where he is right now, attacking the rim, shooting the three, mixing things up. Jalen does all three levels. RJ is has been terrific attacking the rim. So everyone understanding. We I think we got forty three threes tonight. Think about that. Forty three threes. They shot. I think they made nineteen of them, which is not a bad number. Um, as they go to thirty three and twenty seven, they take a three game winning streak into the All Star break. As for the Nets, big fourth quarter for their newest of Nets, Mattel. Over the front court of the right wing. Turns the corner. Steps back left. Cross court to O'Neal. Touch pass Dinwiddie. Moves it right. Cam Johnson. Dribbling. Kick it out. Corner. Bridges three. He's gone. Mikkel Bridges. That was Chris Credo with the call on the fan. Yeah, 45 for Bridges. He had uh, 17 of 24 shooting, scored 15 straight in the fourth, had 17 of his 45 in the fourth quarter. Nets win 116-105 over the Heat. Here was Jacques Vaughn, big win. In a game like this, going into the break, uh, where everyone is ready to go into the break, uh, to be mentally and physically uh, have the will to get through this game. And And, and good for them as they got it done. Be interesting to see if they can hover. Around 500 with this new group. I don't know if they can or they can. Here was Bridges. Uh, needed to win it. The 45's nice, but how to get it. I want to do all that and win, too. You know, I just feel like you do all that and lose. It's kind of like an empty stat to me. That's how I go. And um just happy we got the dub. And, you know, everybody's just playing well. Cam Thomas off the bench had 19. And Cam Johnson with 18 for the Nets, who moved back to 10 games over 500. With the win. Elsewhere, Celtics hammered the Pistons. Jason Tatum had 39. Sixers beat the Cavaliers. Joel Embiid goes over 10,000 points for his career at 29 last night. And the Spurs lost for the 14th straight time. They fell to the Hornets 120-110. Their last win came back on January 17th. That's been quite some time. Rangers last time, uh, last night in Vancouver. There's Jimmy Vesey, Fez, Hanoka, Vesey, score! It's all Jimmy <laughs> Outstanding play by that oh, line. Yeah. And a great setup from VC to Panarin. Did you just do that today or is this yes. something he dug up? <laughs> no. He did it today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rangers beat the Canucks 6-4. It's to fresh, four. Jerry. It is fresh. couple yes. of goals for Artemi Panarin. Two goals for Mika Zibanejad as well, who capped it with that 
uh, empty net goal, and Kreider and Miller with scores as well. Six in a row for Gerard Gallant's team. And how about the duo of Zibanejad and Kreider on the night? Well, it just gives you confidence when you know top players like that are scoring goals and making plays every night, and that they played excellent again tonight. So it, it carried our team a little bit. You know, it's sure. amazing is that they trade for Tarasenko, so they line up Tarasenko with Panarin and Mika their first night together against the Kraken. Tarasenko scores a goal. The next day, they go down to Carolina. Carolina kind of shuts that line down a little bit. Gallant makes a trade and changes Kreider and puts him back with Mika and then drops uh, Panarin down to uh, Trocek and BC. And the next thing you know, everything's everybody's flying now. They're playing great. Can't it's argue just, with it. It's amazing how... Like, you've got to find the right combinations. And when they're found, uh, they do exactly what they're doing right now. And that's putting up 18 goals in the last three games. And six straight wins. Devils in St. Louis tonight. College basketball, number one Alabama lost to number 10 Tennessee, 68-59. And Fordham with a win over St. Bonaventure as we hear from Andrew Bogish on SNY. The lead is 17 with the basketball. Skip pass Riley. Around Kelly's screen, Riley down the lane, up in the air, down, had a chance for three. And they would win by 15, 78-63, so uh, some good local basketball. Was Hofstra play next tonight? Uh, I got to check that for you. Sure. Uh, Northwestern played Indiana last night, Indiana number 18 in the country. Game was tied in the final 10 seconds. Look it, work it, drive it inside, hook is good! 2.7 to go. Put Shafino for the win. Off the rim. Northwestern knocks off their fourth game. I think that's uh, either in a row or over a uh, huge game in the uh, Big Ten. Tonight, well, yes. Uh, yeah. Who's this tonight? Purdue at Maryland. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Number three overall team. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? Well, Maryland's no, I mean, not great. Yeah. Right. Purdue. Maryland's, Maryland's good. Maryland's, Maryland's very good. good. Maryland's good. Not, I said not great. Maryland's a good team, but it's. But I mean, Purdue's any, number three, any night so. Purdue plays, it's a big game for sure. That's right. Maryland beat them last. But if you would have told me Purdue was playing Indiana tonight, did Maryland beat them the last time they played? Or they just barely lost. Them? No, they lost uh, at Purdue at the buzzer. Wasn't at the buzzer, but they had chances in the final thirty seconds to get the game even and couldn't get the big three. I mean, they were right there with them. To 55. Yeah, they were yeah. with them the entire day. Um, but that's that a big one for Northwestern last night as they continue to play really good. The final score was 64-62. That was Kevin Kugler on Big Ten Network. Hampton at Hofstra tonight. It is. I thought they played tonight. And okay. then uh, Saturday, Hofstra goes to Stony Brook. And that's Eddie's true. alma mater in a little battle. In that beautiful Warner. arena. Yeah, have you yeah, been there yeah. at the Stony Brook? Yes, I have. Absolutely. Very nice. Um, so that's a couple of games coming up for them. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio coming up next. Uh, Eddie Brown, the picks jockey, who was complaining on Twitter yesterday that his C-word landlord is throwing him out and he's homeless. His what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that tweet, was, couple, couple no, tweets were deleted. It's oh, not boy. pretty. We are in the... <laughs> God. We're in the innards of Eddie, we're the picks jockey now. Sludge the sludge. Right now. Right, and that Danielle, you know, Good Samaritan Danielle's in this Twitter account deleting stuff for him. So, yeah. All right, Boomer Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. You've been listening to the show. You know Eddie Brown, the picks jockey, retired jockey down in Maryland, who now makes college basketball picks and does it at an incredibly successful rate. Better than a lot of these pick touters that you pay money to to give picks. He's just giving them out for free. 
on Twitter. Our listeners have followed his picks, made some money, and he also needs new teeth. So we set up this GoFundMe page for those who have made money on his picks to maybe donate a little bit back so Eddie can get some new teeth. Boomer set him up with one of the best dentists in the country, the best dentist in Maryland. And he's going through the process of getting these new teeth. We have, uh, they have raised, Danielle and Eddie have raised about $16,000 for Eddie's new teeth because his insurance won't cover it. So we haven't talked to him in about two weeks because we were out in Phoenix and everything was going on with the Super Bowl. But yesterday he was going off the deep end with very, very uh, insane tweets about what was going on in his life. And it made me concerned about his future. So he is joining us now so we can get to the bottom of it. Eddie, good morning. How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great, Eddie. It's great to hear your voice again. Now, is today a better day than yesterday so far? Oh, it's way better. Can you believe that moronic landlady is so stupid she doesn't know the law? Okay, so let's... Get I, out right now. Yeah, so it sounds like I can believe that a landlord doesn't know the law. All right, so just walk us through what is going on. So you are living where right now? In the basement in a small room. All right, small room in the basement. You were told by your landlord. like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you, were, uh, you were told by your landlord you can't be there any longer? Yes, get out today. Get and out. Thought, what, what planet are you on, Uranus? Are you that dumb? <laughs> get out today, she told you. Oh, yeah. And, she, and- still, she, she still thinks she has power. Okay. Like, a moron, give a moron power. They will use it and abuse it. And when it's taken away, they're so stupid they don't even know it. <laughs> All right, so you fought back, obviously, and she can't just kick you out with no notice. There's no way that that works. So why is she trying to kick you out yesterday? Because she thinks she can still do it. She's a moron. So, all right, but why does she want you out is the question. You're paying rent, I'm assuming, yes? Right, because she always she had me sign a paper about three months ago because she wanted to put me out in the cold as quick as possible. And it was a 30-day paper. And I said, I'll sign this. This isn't, this isn't legal. It takes at least 90 to get you out. Okay. So as it stands now, you have reported back to her these laws and everything else. So are yes, you good? Said, don't come in my room and don't talk to me. Okay, so you're good now. You're not homeless. You're still in your basement apartment. Everything is okay for the time being. Yes. Once okay. a moron, always a moron. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, so did she give you a 90-day notice or some sort of eviction notice that you're going to have to find a new place? No, she said get out right now. Right now. All right. That, I know we, we've established that, but you're not leaving right now, right? Oh, no, no. And I told him, stay out of the room. I paid for this room. Don't come in it. Okay, so that's fine. Now, if she comes back with like a you got to get out in 90 days legally, something like that, you're going to have to figure out another living situation. Are you prepared for that? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Very good. So it sounds like we're in a better situation than I expected us to be. Uh, I'm going to read we'll you. A, 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 go ahead. We'll be in a great situation from here on out. Trust and believe me. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds like he's got it handled, Boomer. I was a little bit afraid that he did not have it handled. It seemed like he was out of control yesterday, but it seems like he's got a handle on this. <clears throat> well, you said he was out of control yesterday, and the reason you said that is because... Of the tweets. A lot of tweets. So I'm about to yes. read you a couple of these tweets. So, uh, Eddie, we just got, this is one of your tweets yesterday. We just got into it. She bought me a birthday cake after she figured out everything. So I'm supposed to love her? 
What is that about? Is your landlord buying you a birthday cake after she tried to evict you? No, she did that before trying to get in good with me. After eight years of misery. <laughs> okay. So that was her trying to, like, that was her olive branch, and you weren't having any of that. Yeah, that's how phony people operate. Oh. You know it, I know it. All right, how about this one that has been deleted by Danielle? That C word is still getting her ass kissed. By her husband. He licks her boots. Oh, really? So you oh, don't yeah. like that at all? Oh, uh, I think it's wimpy. I mean, in a relationship, it's give and go. You don't give the moron all the power. Now, why do you feel the need to tweet all this stuff out about these people? I mean, you're not mentioning them by name, which I think is a good thing. But, I mean, isn't this something you should be doing behind closed doors as opposed to putting it out there to your 15,000 followers? Bingo. Okay. So, <laughs> you did put it out there, though. Yes, but I have a gatekeeper like Al. Her name is Danielle. Okay. All right. Very good. And Danielle's on the line. I'll talk to her in a minute. All right. This is another one I want to read you. You can explain to me because I'm very confused. This is another Eddie tweet from yesterday. Hey, Carol, I know you needed cigarette money for Kay. I put $80 under the mat, the usual spot. That's why you wanted all mine, but I don't want the change. Keep it. You now need it more than me. What is that about? That means she raised my rent and left, instead of evicting me, which she wanted to do, they came to a mutual agreement. We'll raise this rent. That way you're happy. You can give it to Kay for cigarettes. Who's Kay's her moronic sister. She's even dumber than her. <laughs> so you're, but here's you're now calling these people out by name. Don't say their last names because that's a, that could be a problem. So all right, so I that's know. that's you. All right, that's you saying okay. You know, you need the money more than me. Get you, you know, your stupid sister or cigarettes. That's basically what you're saying. Uh-huh. Okay. All I right. Very good. I didn't hear that one. Okay, all right, so, all right, so I'm going to go... I have a government phone. It's not the best phone in the world. All right, no, it's fine. Very good, but okay. uh, it's yeah. you gov- government phone you have. Yeah, government phone. Right, okay. The Obama phone. The, Ob- the Obama phone. All right. Uh... Yeah, the Obama phone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Eddie, the picks jockey. Phone? Yeah, yeah, we, we've heard about this. We know about this. We actually had a discussion after you told us the first time about the government phone. How about this tweet, Eddie, that has also been deleted did you call my faithful wife a piece of trash? I didn't stutter, did I? What is that about? Because uh, I did call her a piece of trash because she is a piece of trash. So you were, all right, you tweeted out what the husband said back to you? Yes. Okay. And people were supposed to understand that? No. Okay, you were just, this was just venting, venting stream of consciousness yesterday. Venting of eight years of misery from this idiot. Okay, so why are you still living there, man? Where am I going to go right now? Well, I mean, but it's been eight years, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, right now is a different situation. Well, eight years because I had nowhere, it's either that or the homeless shelter. Which would you prefer, Kate? Licking her boots or going to the homeless shelter. Yeah, I would, I would try to see if you could find somewhere else, Eddie, in the meantime, so you have to put yourself through this stress and aggravation. Yeah, but where? Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you got to look. You got to find. You got you to see if there's anything else out there. Craigslist. Yeah, Who knows? I, I might ask somebody if I can get out of here 
you know, for a few days to get away from this idiot. Right. Well, not only for a few days, but if you find a better permanent situation, I'm assuming your rent is probably pretty low. 500. 500. It's not real low for a little band box room. It's about the size of the Rutgers gym compared to the other Big Ten gyms. <laughs> well, you're you taking a shot at Rutgers. A, uh, you at least have a bathroom and you have a, do you have well, a kitchen. It's a good it's a good thing for Rutgers because the people are right on top of the court. It's a bad thing for me, but I'm giving you the uh, parallel. I got yeah, you. Yeah, we get it. But you do have a bathroom and like a kitchen, right? Uh, I got a bathroom right next to the small room. Uh, I can't take warm showers because they keep it down so low in the winter. I have to take cold showers. That's why I try to do it sparingly because I got to live through that. Uh, that is tough. A cold yeah. shower in the winter does not sound like no. something yeah. I would like to yeah. go through. Thank God I don't get sick. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all right, Eddie. So uh, so we've established this. You're not getting thrown out. You do have a problem with your landlord. Uh, if you do get a notice, we're going to work on it. We're going to make sure that you're not homeless and not going to go to the homeless shelter. I'm going to bring in Danielle because she yesterday was dealing with all of this with you and deleting some of your more vulgar tweets. This is Danielle, also known as the GoFundMe girl, who has been helping Eddie. Yeah, the gatekeeper uh, who has been helping Eddie out with the raising money for his teeth and also other things in his life that have gone haywire. Uh, Danielle, good morning. How's it going today? Hi, good morning. I'm well. How are you? Oh, we're doing okay. So from your perspective, uh, what was going on yesterday? Um, it presented a little bit like manic. Um, I had a very busy day that I was excited for yesterday at work, um, and I, my phone was just completely blowing up. The uh, It was very fixated on um, wanting to move out, needing to move out. When can I get out of here? So my husband and I basically called almost to, like, do an intervention because then we saw the tweets. Yeah. Um, and they hung up on us. <laughs> um, but I always call him before. I do have access to his Twitter, but I don't do anything with it without his permission. Okay. Because I feel like that would be overstepping. Right. Um, What's that? He offered, he offered to sign a permission, permission paper. Uh, Eddie's saying he signed a permission paper, Danielle? I didn't give him a permission paper. <laughs> okay. All right. So, that Eddie, you did not yeah, sign, I'll sign it. it. I can sign it. Okay. All right. So, you'll sign a permission paper that you could do whatever you want with his Twitter account. Yes, I am not, not a permanent Twitter gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you, you call up Eddie. You say you try to have an interve intervention. He hangs up uh, on you. Then you go into his Twitter and start deleting some of these tweets with the vulgar words. Okay. And yes. Now he texts you in addition to tweeting this stuff out. So you're getting all these texts from Eddie. Get me out of this apartment. My landlord sucks. All these things. You only see the tip of the iceberg. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. So Eddie sounds like he's in a better place this morning. Are you confident that Eddie in this landlord situation is going to be quiet for the time being? And you're not going to have another one of these days in the near future. Um, I'm not sure. It seems that Eddie has a very one-track mind, and once he gets set on something, it's hard to divert off the subject. It could either be, you know, sometimes we'll call, and it'll be 20 minutes. We'll be trying to say something productive, and he'll keep going on about, like, Utah Valley, one, plus one and a half. Um, <laughs> it's like yesterday, it's, when am I going to get out of this place? When can I move? When can I get out? And, like, I, I don't know. He asks us that. Like, meaning that 
he thinks that I can help him move or that we can help monetize his picks. Um, but that's like above our pay grade. Yeah. So basically what you're saying to Eddie and, and to us is that you're here to manage the GoFundMe page to get him these teeth. Anything outside of that you are out for? I mean, I help when I can, when I have time. Yesterday I was working at a career fair for high school seniors, getting them set up to practice with interviews and resumes with local business volunteers. Like, I didn't have time to worry about what was going on with the landlord. Okay. All right. All right. Do you understand that, Eddie, that Danielle's not only here to service you, that she has her own life? Right. Okay. I'm stuck in here with the dog and that moron upstairs. I ha I very rarely get out. I don't drive. So when you're I would you know, stuck in a place, it's not real good to be. The way that you I would I mean, it's not a good place to be. The way that I would describe a living situation is if Tim and Smokey pretty much live in an unfinished in-law suite in the basement of the house. Okay. It has its own entrance. It's a house in a nice neighborhood. The in-law suite happens to be unfinished, but it does have everything he needs there. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's good. And let's hopefully the landlord thing calms down and everything's okay. And if something else happens, we'll try to find out if there's anything we could do to help. But, Eddie, you got to figure this out on your own. Start thinking now. Where can I go if she evicts me? Start thinking now. Think right. ahead. All right? I already told them, look, I paid you rent for this room. Stay out of my room, and I don't need to talk to you ever again. All right, so, Eddie, I got a, a friend who uh, knows a lot about a lot of things, and he just texted me. He said, ask Eddie, can he move into the housing in the backstretch at the racetrack, Laurel or Pimlico? Oh, uh, yeah, you can move there, but uh, that's probably worse. Really? Yes. Okay, all right, but it's something the to think about. Or The room would be probably... Uh, Half of what this one is. All right, but something to think about if you get evicted. It's a roof over your head, right? Exactly. Okay, that's what we want to do. All right, thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, Eddie, do you have a pick for tonight? I'm working on it. I was up till midnight getting beat by a hook. Uh, they missed a free throw down the stretch, but it was a loss for the first two won, so two out of three ain't bad. Ask Meatloaf. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll be checking your uh, Twitter account, Eddie4Money, for your pick a little bit later today, okay? It might be later because I haven't zeroed in yet. I have to uh, zone in on the pick. All right, well, we'll zone in on it, and we will uh, we'll look at your Twitter account a little later. All right, thank you. All right, see you, Eddie. Glad to hear you're doing All better. Right. Thank you, Danielle. Danielle wants out of this situation desperately, but <clears throat> she is too far in. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. It just gets more and more bizarre. Bizarre. Every time. I just hope it doesn't end up in some sort of violence or something. Well, why would your mind go there? Because the way he talks about the landlords. Well, he calls them morons. That's what I'm saying. Like, would you want to be called a moron? No, but I, I, I mean, do every day I on Twitter. <laughs> so I don't think that all those people that say that are going to kill me. I mean, it is just. I mean, it's exhausting. <laughs> I'm just listening to that for 10 minutes is exhausting. All right. <laughs> Imagine being him or Danielle on top of it. Live from the Built Ford's Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. 
as I try to remember to do the parking because Jerry's, you're welcome, Jerry's alarm is going off. Mm -hmm. So as I do that, I will explain what we're going to do right now. So Al came up with this idea. It was definitely Al's idea. I want to put that out there. Al, Al had this idea. Al had this uh, idea uh, to rank, in a way, all the part-time hosts here at WFAN. So now, can I just ask one question? Of course. So you want to do these individually, or can I put them in pairs? No, these are individuals. It's an interesting thing you say there, because I'm having trouble separating C-Mac and Tommy. That's the problem. I got those two idiots screaming at each other. They're actually pretty entertaining. That could be a separate thing where we do uh, a draft of uh, teams. Sure. Yeah. But, but for this, but right singles. now, unfortunately, unfortunately for you, business. Boomer. Yeah, it's it's four. It's four. Your top four, and we have to unveil them in order. And why? And, and, and why? <laughs> Come on, that's too much. <laughs> and why? Uh <laughs> Okay. You just give some reason again, just randomly. No, you know. I understand. I do understand. All right. Well, how since you're really into this and really have the rules, why don't you go first? All right. All right. So this is a four part-time host. Now, I'm going to actually read the entire list off for the listeners. I'll do that first. And also, this does not. So, like, Sal Licata does not count. Keith McPherson does not count. Zach Gelb, D.A., People who are full time here don't count. Or at CBS Sports Radio, right. Zach Gelb, another one of those examples. Those people do not count because they're full time hosts. We're talking about part time hosts. Okay, so this is the list: Pat Boyle, Brian McKeon, Danielle McCartan, Chris McMonagle, McGonagall, McGonagall, Tommy Lugauer, Fleegs, Hoffman, Chris Lepresti, Sean Morash, Connor Green, Brian Rascona. E.J. Stewart, Emmanuel Babari, Lori Rubinson, Peter Schwartz, C.P. The Franchise, Ricky Ricardo, Kim Jones, Sonny Carton, and Colin Russo. <laughs> so I would take Kim out of that. She's got a full-time job right since she started writing. Has she been here anymore? She has not. She got that full-time job at Newsday. She used to be here all the time. I haven't heard from her. Since she right, she's not I think she's not allowed to host here any longer. She's off the so list. She's off. off yeah, the list. What do you mean so? she's not allowed to host? I don't know here. about that. I just know she hasn't since she took that job at Newsday. Yeah, but you didn't say that. He said. I that. thought that they said that she they wanted her exclusively over there. That's that what could, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, Either let's, way, let's, she let's hasn't not been around. The fact that she's writing for Newsday on the biggest radio station in America, sports radio station in America, that, that's completely stupid. <laughs> Well, anyway, Kim okay. Jones, by the way, at Newsday now. Okay. So we're going to take her off the list? Off right. the list. All right, she's off, so. the, all right, she's off the list. Uh, okay, Al, so uh, you go first. All right, number one in uh, going in order, Brian McKeon. He's a needler. He annoys a lot of people here. He ticks off the listeners, and I like him. Okay, you love him. Now, love it. He the people on around the radio station like his peers seem to he rubs them the wrong way off the air. As but that's well. good. Most successful talk show hosts rub people the wrong way at certain times. So I'm going to put him one on the list. Okay, number one for Al Dukes. Brian I have, I have, I have, gonna, how many people on the list? Four. I no. How many people on the list? Oh, this whole list is like twenty. I have twenty. I have met twenty. <laughs> you have met number twenty. Yeah. Huh. Well. So, basically, what I need to Working do is from go home, out you know, there and start rubbing the people the wrong way. No, no, you're a different yeah, breed. No, yeah. you're, you're, you came from a different world. Oh, I see. Celebrity okay. world. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is uh, 
you know, he's. I'd love to get his background. He probably was had a terrible childhood. Don't show up for work. Yeah, like he's cocky now. He's like, now I'm a host. I don't do the the producer work. Yeah. So I think you would not like that. That would be off putting to you. You would think, but I'm so annoyed by most things on the radio. I like him. <laughs> All right, it's fine. This is your list. Yeah. This is your list. Okay. Number two, Pat Boyle. Okay. Put him on the list. Pat Boyle. Yeah, Pat Boyle. He's right. got a lot of energy. He's uh, got a lot of, uh, he, he's learned in that short time from working with Sal. He's taken some of that Sal energy. Number three, Tommy Lugauer. I've listened to some solo shows. I would hope he could keep it up every day for multiple hours. But from what I've heard of him, he's very energetic. He uh, gets the callers going. I like Tommy Lugauer. Okay. And number four, I'm going Sean Morash on my list. So there it is. It's uh, Brian McKeon. Pat Boyle, Tommy Lugauer, Sean Morash. All right, in that order. Okay, very good. And basically, what do they all have in common? Uh, well, most of them are scream a lot. Yeah, and plus they piss people off. They piss they work people with. off, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Pat Boyle, not so much anymore. He did originally, but not so much anymore. Yeah, he's really turned that, it around. That's why he's number two on my list. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Eddie, you are now up. All righty. Well, I have seven former interns on this list. All right, so you that I to, hired. All right, so you have to narrow down four. No, so I'm not choosing any of them <laughs> because I, oh. I can't. No, that Eddie, you would hate this if someone pulled that move. It's a fair point. Um, so just do your the top four. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the sort of the new guy, the unknown. From what I heard, that brief interaction, the CP of the franchise. So he's number one. Even though you've never heard of him. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Taking a chance. Then I'm going to go for Sonny Carton for other reasons, but you can't say on the air. And then we're going to go, I agree with uh, Al about Pat Boyle. And then E.J. Stewart, who I've heard a lot filling in for Sal. Okay, so those are your those are your four. All right, Eddie had a different type of tact with this. Um, but that's Eddie. So that's Eddie's list. Okay, uh, Jerry. Um, so I had trouble with one, two, three. Okay. <laughs> but here's, uh, then there's a four and a five <laughs> and then six and down. You sound like Omar. Exactly. Um, I'm going Rascona one. Oh, nice. I actually find his energy, um, quite refreshing. He yells, but doesn't yell at you. I think he gets his point across. I like Rascona a lot. Very well spoken. Hmm. I'm Tom. Mm. Two, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Maresh. Okay. I find him oddly annoying. And an attention-seeking whore. Yep. But I also think that he's pretty damn good when he's on the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when he's doing football. So I am going to go Marash too. Three will be Pat Boyle. I'm with Al. The energy is off the charts. Uh, I think his takes are very, are very good. And I do... He's, I've come around with Pat Boyle. That's where McKeon's got a chance here. Yeah, I agree. Not yep. yet. Right. And four, because he sounds so professional and so well-spoken, I'm going CeeLo. I think he does a really good job. Now, okay. the problem I have with Tommy and Chris is I, I can't say, I've never heard either of them really solo. Together, I like them a lot. Okay. Yes. I don't feel like I've really heard them solo. Well, Chris uh, has done a lot of solo shows, but oh, they're like Saturday nights and stuff. Yeah. I he don't does really the bridge show, but which I never hear. Yeah. So okay. they're kind of out of it for me because that's a team and we're not doing teams. Kind of, they were kind of eliminated. I think they're good as a team. I think they're I very really good do. as a team. So do the I. The reason I like C-Mac is I kind of feel like he's a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? He's, he's flat, but he's also like somewhat condescending. 
Moose used to be with the callers. Yes. I mean, if a program director told me I was flat and condescending, that would not be two things I'd want to hear. I don't mean the necessary. No, condescending's good. Yeah, not necessarily negatively flat. I just like his sense of humor is sarcastic. I kind of feel that way. Listen to Chris McMonagle on the fan. He's flat. flat and condescending. Well, he, <laughs> by the way, that flat and condescending is third on my list. Okay, so why don't you go with your list then? So yeah. I got Ruscona number one. Wow, I nice. Fleegs number two. All right, C Mac number three, and uh, Pat Boyle number four. All right, do you want to give a little bit more in depth why you picked Ruscona? Well, number one? I, I think Ruscona's like Al said. I and uh, I think he's got a lot of energy. Okay. I think he's he's going to fight back with people, and he knows his stuff. He he's a very passionate fan, and I do that. I do work with him on the kickoff show, and I do. He is locked in. He knows exactly what's going on. All right, perfect. All right, here we go. Here's my uh, my four. Uh, number one to me is undisputed. I actually think that my number one, at least on my list, there's a big gap between one and the rest, and that is Sean Morash. I think Sean. Has learned his craft. I think he's goofy, but he the one thing he needs to do, I think, is just he might step in it with something stupid one day, so he's got to get a little bit smarter. But I think he's learned his craft. He is not he, he's ready to go into that number one situation, not just a sidekick. And he makes me laugh both on and off the air, and he's a very passionate fan. So Morash number one. Number two, I've got Tommy Lugauer. I think Tommy's energy is great. He cuts through to me when he's on. I want to hear what he has to say, and I'm never feeling like he is struggling at all. He's just, boom, he's got a plan, he's talking, and he's just cutting through, struggling on the air. Craig muzzles him during the show. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so when he gets that opportunity, you know, it's like it's like the dog after you rescue it, you know, <laughs> running all over the place, it's out of the, out of the crate. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Chris McMonagall. He has done a really nice job with his career. He's doing all these shows now, and I think that he... He's, he sounds like WFAN, and he sounds like an afternoon guy on WFAN. He's got strong opinions, big Yankee fan, knows what he's doing, and he does, I'm not going to say he's flat and condescending, but he definitely has like... <laughs> sarcastic. Sarcastic. Yeah, sarcastic. He's definitely, he's definitely sarcastic, for, yes. and he's, he's a guy that's funny. And number four, I actually thought this was going to be an outlier for me, but everybody else picked him. My fourth guy is Rascona. So Brian Rascona made my top four. He's number four. I think he needs more opportunities. I'm did anybody so? Boyle. Did anybody make? Boyle. Yeah, I do. Everybody's list? No, not everybody. Not there isn't one person that made everybody's list. Correct. There were three Rasconas. Mm-hmm. There were three Pat Boyles. Four. There were four. No, Pat three Pat Boyles. Right. Three Pat Boyles. Pat Boyle, by the way, is my honorable mention. I have number five next to him. I it came down to Boyle or Rascona, and I ended up going with Rascona because Rascona's a little bit older. Um, and I think Pat is very good. He's my honorable mention. He's yeah, number five. Yeah, Marash, Rascona, and Boyle, three. I mean, three lists. Lugauer and C-Mac, two lists. Yeah, really. So there you go. Three if they were a team. Yeah. So, they, yeah, there you go. Hey, listen to this Tommy solo now. Yeah, I think he's. I think Tommy's good. I like Tommy. And his voice, for whatever reason, appeals to me. I don't know why. It's like he's sort of like that. You know, like that. Okay, I'm a Long Island guy. I'm over here. Hey, take a look at me. You know, it sort of appeals to me in that way. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there's the list. How about so, it? And how does C-Max sound? Flat and condescending. Yes. 
That's <laughs> what Boomer says. Those are Boomer's words. Yes. Um, and but I then, meant sarcastic more than anything else. Right, right, of course. So there's. Uh, did, do you feel like, uh, Al, anybody was really snubbed here on this list? Uh, no, I don't see any snubs other than uh, Brian McKean only appearing on my list. Okay. And uh, no, Bat Boyle is on four lists. Everybody but Geo's. Man, he was number five for me. Definitely number five. So he's he, that was a good good showing for him. Uh, do you feel like uh, Flegelman got snubbed at all? Should he have shown up on a list? I thought he was going to show up on Eddie's list. I, was on my list. I have him in that next he's year. He's on my oh, list. Oh, he is on your list. Yeah, I'm he's sorry. On my list. He's sorry. on Boomers, yes. Okay. If I may critique, I think there are, I think being able to do a four-hour show by yourself is a skill of which I do not have. But to get to the next level... That's what's that's what's separating some of the some of the hosts that are on the list to not on the list. What do you I think? think? Like CeeLo could do fifteen minutes and that's it. What What do you think? No, I just no. I, he clearly can talk for four hours, yes. five hours. But I think to get to the point where I can't wait to hear what so and so has to say about the Jet game or the Giant game. I don't know that that that, that we have that with all of the hosts. Yeah, and uh, so you're putting like Fleegs, <coughs> excuse me, Fleegs, Hoffman, and CeeLo in there. Yeah, like they could all. Do more hours than I could do on the air for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. So uh, th- those are our lists. So congratulations to those who made it. Nice. And everybody else, keep working hard. That and a dollar gets him a dollar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to radio, where we tear you down and pay you nothing. <laughs> Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back in with us. He's got another update and moment of the day. What's going on, Jerry? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Nick's heading into the all-star break on a high. Hunter hangs, missed it. The challenge by Toppin. Brunson bobbles. Toppin trailing. It's another three. Knicks by 20. Timeout Atlanta. And they win by 21. Ed Cohen on MSG. Knicks beat the Hawks 122 to 101 for their third straight win. Jalen Brunson at 28. Julius Randle 25 and 11. And RJ Barrett didn't shoot it all that well, but he added 17. Here's Tom Thibodeau. The uh, big players played big. Our leaders did a great job to start the game. I thought RJ's aggressiveness, Julius is. Uh, Julius with his aggressiveness, and I thought Jalen with that set the tone for the game. Jalen doing what Jalen Brunson has done all season long. Here was Barrett, three straight wins into the break. Getting this win um, before the break is it was really important to us. You know, we were able to come out um, hot to begin the game, and then that just kind of was able to sustain us throughout the course of the game. They made a run, and yet they had enough and still won by twenty points. So it wasn't even that close. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein played well off the bench as well. Knicks thirty three and twenty seven right now on the sixth spot in the East. Not see how- that uh, Kevin Love got bought out and he looks like he's going to the Heat. Now, I don't know if that's going to make them much better, but mm-hmm. the Heat's one of those teams that... play anymore that much? No, I mean, listen, they're trying to get back up into the mix here. For they, sure. They want to get a, one of those seats, but the point being, like, from the Knicks' perspective, the Heat's one of those teams, if they see in the playoffs, they got to beat. I agree. They have to beat that team. Now, the Nets, if they sum up, end up with them, they got to beat, beat that them. team. Yeah, sure. They got to beat them. Uh, the Cavaliers. Be they interesting. Beat the Cavaliers now, though, with the way that they are constructed. That'd be the interesting. The fact that Hard is here now, I think they definitely could beat I would the say if you're the Knicks, get to five 
And you got a chance to win that first round series yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, four or five what I want. I mean, because six three, you're basically you're out, you're out of the mix. Yeah. So Philly, get to Boston, Milwaukee. Get to either the four or the five, win a round, and that would be a spectacular year. I really believe that. If you get to the second round of the postseason, you have a really good regular season, end up four or five, and then build next year and maybe get another piece and really compete in the Eastern Conference, that, that to me is, is what they should be striving for. I, I think that with... With the point guard that we have now, we can play with anybody. I really, I, well, I really, I, you know, I'm not saying that we can't, I, we can't stop Embiid, we can't stop Brown, we can't stop Tatum, we can't stop Giannis. Those three guys, yeah. I get it. But after that, we can play with anybody. Yeah, that's the it. problem, though. Right, I, know. I, I understand that, and and you know, the fact is, is look, it would be awesome to have a Nick Net playoff series, and then us sweep the crap out of you guys because <laughs> you guys are basically done. So the Nets awesome. last night showed the heat they weren't done. Bridges has it, right corner, shoots the three, and knocks it down. It's all going down oh. for Brooklyn's Bridges. 40 for McKell. And then he would score 45, and the Nets beat the Heat 116-105. 17 of those 45 came in the fourth quarter. Cam Thomas off the bench added 19. And this is something you don't hear often. Now, we know he's a good defensive player. Here's Bridges talking about scoring. That's lovely. However... Defense always comes first to me. Um, I could play 40, and if I give up every bucket, I'll be pissed off. Still kind of mad I gave up a couple buckets, uh, lacked a little bit. But always defense first. I mean, defense first. That's what we like. Not many guys like yeah. that in the league. No. Man, that has changed. A little Three bit. and a half years. <laughs> they didn't play much defense. I think Adam Silver gave him a call and was like, hey, defense first. Jerry. No, 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 no. no. Jerry. no, no. <laughs> Shoot the ball. Jerry's like, <laughs> Jerry's like, they didn't play much defense. Jerry, they didn't play. They didn't play any defense. That's not true. They played 11 games together, the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> they played 17 games together. Is that right? That was 17, yeah. It, was, it wasn't much. Yeah, the three were, of them, yeah. Harden. Yeah, I think it was thir- they were like 13 and three, I think, or 13 oh, and Oh, no, four. I know. When they played, yeah. it worked. Yeah. They just yeah. didn't play. And, and even when Durant and Irving played, it worked. Yeah. But even that didn't work out so well. No. And, and what is, I mean, it must have been really bad behind the scenes. I would love to, to know what it was. I mean, is anybody doing any reporting on that? I mean, nobody, I Shams or Woj, or nobody's talked about that. Like they're, they're back into nobody caring yeah, about the Nets at all. Now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. They're gone. It's, it's irrelevance again at this point. Well, they did win. They're 34 and 24. We'll see if they can hang in there after the All Star break. Um, Lakers beat the Pelicans 120-102 as Anthony Davis and LeBron keep that win. Nikola Jokic, a triple double. Nuggets beat the Mavericks. Kyrie Irving, a big DNP for. Back tightness. Uh, Celtics beat the Pistons. Jason Tatum had 39, and Joel Embiid went over 10,000 career points. He scored 29. Sixers knock off the Cavaliers 118 to 112, and the Spurs lost again. That is 14 straight and 19 of 20 as they fell to the Hornets 120 to 110. Some of the baseball from yesterday: Mets pitcher Max Scherzer. He's, uh, he's he's up there in age now, and he's still doing it, and he's going to try and continue to do it. You got to be nimble on how you train, and uh, figure. And for me, it's you know figuring that out exactly everything I got to do, and um, you know. The, but that's the, that's the fun part. That's a challenge. Uh, you know, you got to figure yourself out in order to be durable. Yeah, you know that that word right there is inspiring me for tonight. My first pickleball match, nimble. That's what I'm going to be. Is is tonight at uh, pickleball hall in Sayville? I'm going to be nimble out there. You see, you watch. Man, I hope you don't come in with a limp tomorrow. No, I hope you're okay. Yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, I was at short space quicks, man. Space quicks. That's right. You're there. I mean, I know you say you're a good ping pong player. Yes, but you don't move too well. Right. So both those things are true. How about your partner? You're going with? 
Uh, he is a, a tremendous athlete. Absolutely tremendous athlete, but he's had uh, a back surgery. Oh. So he's for a... Uh, Which guy is this now? A batting practice oh, batting hero. batting practice hero. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's got... Uh, he, so he's a little bit worried. I'll tell you what, he was... That, he, I, that kid is a great athlete. Uh, when the game's not on the line. Yeah. <laughs> Once the game starts... Joke. See is that true? Well, he didn't have one softball. That game. was Izzo, too. Yeah, Remember true. Izzo was hitting bombs in, in batting practice, and then he popped up three times in a row, and you everything up. killed him. Yeah. I didn't kill him. It's like, hey, man, you know, not like not knowing who you are. You got yeah. after him pretty good. And my friend Brian, uh, batting practice hero, he was hitting them into the net there at Seaview, one after another. Donk, donk, donk. And you never saw him play. You made him lead off. You're yes, like, you're a leadoff guy. You're a leadoff guy. And then he's man. hitting little dribblers back to the pitcher. <laughs> Yes, unbelievable. And then Izzo's brother also showed up one game batting practice hero. You don't. I thought he was okay in the game. No, he was pretty good in the game. He was. I mean, but you know, again, this is what happens. People overestimate how good they are. Yeah. And they tell, or they overestimate a friend of theirs. Sure. Yeah. But I know. I know he's good. He just he choked in the big spot. Yes. I give you two suggestions, and they were both outstanding. Kirsch, yeah, but he Kirsch was like the Tasmanian devil on the outside, but he can, on the outfield, he's running everybody over. But he can play. Oh, he can definitely play. And he was and he was focused. And I told you, CeeLo can play shortstop. CeeLo was great. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate it. you. Were a very good scout in that regard. <laughs> Izzo's brother was like two hundred and fifteen pounds of gabagool when he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Izzo's brother. Oh man, he was beefcake. That was over in Jersey, right? Yeah, he wasn't fat, but just like, you know, strong, thick, strong, like, you know. Just like Izzo is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you this as you go into your pickleball match tonight. Once upon a time, I did a mini triathlon. <laughs> and once upon a time, I came in last and I got passed by a 79-year-old woman that looked like she could barely walk. And she finished ahead of me. Yeah. If an 85-year-old man shows up to play you tonight... Don't take him for granted. Yeah, I know. That's what everybody's saying. Actually, Allie was talking to me about it before. She said she went, she had to fill in for her sister. Yes. And she saw there was like 75-year-old women that they were playing. And they're boom, and they're <laughs> kicking your ass. the ball and killing her. So that's what I'm thinking. I was going to start betting people right off the bat. Like, hey, you know, old man, 20 bucks around. <laughs> I'm telling I you, man, do don't, don't blow out your heat. Don't, do not blow out your Achilles or anything. I'm not going to try to do that. But and how about this? I had to go, I was in the hospital in Manhattan the other day for mm -hmm. just something. There was a just something, yeah, something you went to a hospital in Manhattan for just, just for something some, for some tests. That's why I wasn't here Tuesday for testing. There was a 97 year old man that was checking in as well. That was nimble. That's a good word. Mm. Walking around like he was 30 years younger, and so you know he gives the birthday, and the woman's like, "Excuse me." He's like, "Yeah, it was like March something, 1927." Uh, March 5th, 1927. <laughs> it's not S O M E R S. But he was in great shape. A guy like that might kick your rear end. Yeah, no, without a doubt. They've played, but I'm in the beginner one. I mean, it's it's the beginner. I know, I understand. So they they probably shouldn't be kicking my ass, but we'll see. Just don't underestimate anybody. I know. That's I all. Yeah, that's all. You wearing a headband? No, no. Much <laughs> no. of a douche I would look like. <laughs> here was uh, here's Scherzer again talking about the young guys coming into camp. When you walk through those doors, make sure you know what you're here for. You know, you're here for the contract. You're here to win. And if you're here to win, trust me, the contract will happen. So that's all you got to know. Now here's his counterpart, Justin Verlander, who gets to work with Scherzer again. I'm uh, I'm really excited. We we sat down for lunch yesterday, talked for a little bit. We've been working out a lot together. Um, we're in the same gym. We kind of we kind of have a separate routine. Think those two old guys are with any of the young guys at any point? No, right? No, of course. I mean, Justin Verlander's like I'm making forty three million dollars a year. I'm I'm Kate Upton. Like, 
I'm going to pitch a couple years. I'm going to retire. What do I care? <laughs> what do I care if we win 70 games? I don't give a crap. He cares. He wants to win a World Series. He doesn't care. He's, yes, he he's does. already done that. He's done it, been there. Want to do what it else again? Is left to prove? You want to do it again? Man. Yeah. Well, of course hey, you want to do it again. The fact that he came back from Tommy John surgery so late in his career, all that tells you all you need to know about who he is as an athlete. That's, I'm telling you guys. He wanted to cash in. Why, why did Tom Brady continue to play until he was 45 to cash in? No, because he wanted to continue to win Super Bowls. Yeah, I don't could. think it's the same. Same thing. Yeah. Same mindset. Yeah. Here's Pete Alonzo. A lot of questions about uh, his contract maybe next year or whatever. He's just not comfortable discussing it. There's a lot of speculation, but for me, I just, I'm just happy. To, I'm really happy to, to be here. I'm really happy to be a Met, and I, I just... I'm really looking forward to this year. It should be a good season, at least you would think that. Good season so far for the New York Rangers, who right now are in the midst of a nice run. Made it six in a row last night in Vancouver. Tarasenko, Sabanajad, Kreider, score! Oh, is that a beauty? That's just how you draw it up. That was perfect passing and a great finish. And I know a lot of these guys are saying they didn't play a great game, but in the end, they win six to well, four. They gave up four Rose goals. That's the thing. They, you know, you you want to win with defense. I know you want to you want to score, but you know they say Jerry defense wins championships. And Igor wasn't great last night. And you now with the Canucks, you know, one of the worst teams in the West. You still won on the road. Here's yes. Gerard Gallant. We had four days off, and we weren't great tonight. We, we defensively, we hit, we give up some chances that we shouldn't give up, and you know, some play we didn't play as, as sound as we usually play. So, but again, we scored six goals, we made some real good plays, and uh, we were in control of the game for most of the night. Artemi Panarin scored twice, a couple of goals for Mika Zibanejad as well. Six straight for the Blue Shirts. College basketball: You had number one Alabama lose to Tennessee, sixty-eight fifty-nine, and one more time, your guy Andrew Bogush on the call as Fordham wins. Quisenberry got low. Charlton sets his feet, gives it back to Quiz. Bottom for Darius Quisenberry. Fordham by 10 again. And that was on Boogish. Quisenberry Boogish. Quisenberry is the perfect bogish name, isn't it? <laughs> quiz. The Quiz. Quisenberry Boogish. Oh, Bogues doing a nice job. He's on TV. On too. SNY. Yeah. How cool good. is that? That mm -hmm. is great. So they won 78-63 as they beat St. Bonaventure. And uh, number 18, Indiana, who was playing great basketball, lost on the road at Northwestern last night, 64-62. Boo Booey with the game-winning hoop with two seconds to go there. Time now for Moment of the Day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. A couple of hours ago, we did find a new sound from Kansas City. Turned out to be a TikTok sound, but we didn't know at the time. Chiefs had their parade in Kansas City. Here was Patrick Mahomes looking to get Nick Bolton on the stage. You explained to me the noise that you hear in the middle of this because I can't put my finger on it. Nick Bolton's a little shy, so we're going to get him up here. There he goes. Like Al, <laughs> Al, you had the that was not yesterday. That's not like a porno. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's the like first what? Thing. Porno. But yeah. Nick Bolt's a little shy, so we're gonna we're gonna get him up here. There he goes. Yeah. I that's it's someone. Tr I think that's what they're trying to do. Is like recreate like a porn actress. Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> this is those who I have it isolated. There he goes. Oh my God. 
<laughs> oh, that is funny. We, so. That's one of those things you could do there, uh, Jerry. Porno or Al Duke's laugh? There you go. Moment of the day. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We had our part-time WFAN host draft thing uh, at 9 o'clock, and Peter Schwartz was not taken by anybody, and he is upset about it. His Twitter account, he goes, he feels like he was left out. He did a crying gif of something, so... Uh, so we knew that there was going to be hurt feelings going into this, Boomer. Well, we said so. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and I think that's what Al was looking for. He was, exactly. He was looking for some hurt feelings. He was ruining people's days. That's what he was looking for uh, this morning. So Peter Schwartz's day is ruined now. And I'm still trying to figure out why we went down this road. What, what, what was the, the impetus to this path? I've been thinking about this for a long time. <laughs> oh, you have been? Yeah. And it's also February. Yeah, right. And we were talking about the people that were filling in with Evan this week. Oh, that's right. They were running people through here. And that was then Al's trigger to then bring this up. Yeah, like we sometimes, like I sometimes think like, if I had to start a whole new radio station, who, and I could only bring one person to start it. You know, they go like, if you were going to start a franchise, which quarterback would you want? Oh, yeah. It's that same thing. thing. That kind of thing. To that, yeah. yeah. And so this has been on your mind for how long? A while. But a I little, mean, a, a while, while is like, what, a year, year, a year, year and a half? <laughs> year, year and a half, yeah. Really? Underovers and... Really, when... Underovers. Started putting all, like, giving people shots. That's what has been on my mind. I see. And, you know, and I've noticed that Spike has done that. He's yeah, given like a lot that. of people shots. Yeah. 100%. So, good program director, throwing things out there, see what sticks, see what works, see who's prepared, that kind of thing, yeah. What I don't understand is two guys that have worked with us plenty have not gotten a shot. And I feel like both those guys would be good on the air, is Big Zoo and Gallo. There's, everybody's gotten a shot. Those two guys have not gotten a shot. Have uh, they asked for a shot? I, yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah, you have to. I think if you ask and, you know, you give them a little demo, I think... Yeah. It would you'd get a shot, Yousef. Uh, Mr. Spike, <laughs> I have to be free this weekend. <laughs> huh? Happiest man in sports. <laughs> he, he could do it. Yeah, I think. See, I, I think those two should get together. You know, we had one is saying, oh, one is the hundred percent. Yeah. Those two guys should get together and be a team and do some shows together and see how that works out. Uh, why wouldn't they? I mean, they could do that. I don't know. Sports yeah. fans, for sure, yeah. without question. Weird voices, though. I think great voices, both of them. I mean, very distinct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could talk. I mean, you could call it the We Here show. Right. Right? Yeah. We Here and We High. <laughs> <laughs> On the fan. On the fan, yeah. It actually could be a pretty good show. It's Anthony Gallo and Ed Arzuman On the Fan. Smoking weed, talking sports with you. I mean, Tommy Lugauer has come a long way from those Molly days at uh, City Field, doing hard drugs at baseball yeah, and games. stuff. Yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons why he's good today. Yeah, maybe he opened up his mind in a, in a way. All right, uh, Dan is in Carteret. We haven't talked to Dan in a very long time, so we'll see what type of trouble he's gotten himself into. Dan, do you need uh, to be bailed out? No. Why would <laughs> I need to be bailed out? I don't get myself in any trouble. 
All right. Well, what's on your mind and today? And you haven't talked to me in a while. It hasn't been that long, but you didn't take any calls during Super Bowl week, which I was a little bummed out about when you were at Radio Row because I wanted to rejoice in you know the Kyrie trade and the Nets falling apart and then the Durant trade because I called all that and everything. And yeah. Well, you could do it today. I mean, who cares? You know, just do it now. Well, I mean, the time I was told out. The reason I was calling in was because of the Yankees, because you talked about the Yankees earlier, but that was so long ago. I feel it's like irrelevant now. It's like, you know. Yeah, but there's really no state of the Yankees just yet. They're just getting started. Well, there's a state of the Yankees in terms of the point I wanted to make is the thought process of how they're going into this season is they were the hottest team for the first half of the season last year. You guys remember that. We were talking mm-hmm. about yeah, that. of course, yeah. Historic season they were going to have, better than the 98 Yankees, and then they fell off once uh, their closer setup man, King, got injured. But what they're thinking is that if the guys that didn't produce last year, like Donaldson and Hicks and the guys that did produce last year, you know, they're going to have a great season. They're not worried about, like, Montas. He wasn't there last season when they were on fire for their first half. So they're just the, – the, the thought process from Cashman and the Yankees brass is if they perform like they did last season and with the guys that didn't produce actually produce, and they got their fingers crossed in that with Donaldson and Hicks, and then they're looking to have another phenomenal season with hopefully no one getting injured. But – the Montas thing is nothing to worry about. Well, I, I agree with you. And, and the, yeah, but the thing about the Montas thing is that any Brian Cashman detractor out there is going to use that as their argument to say that Brian Cashman sucks and that he does not deserve the right to actually rebuild the Yankees in the way that they need to be rebuilt. Uh, yeah, you're doing Brandon Tierney there. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't like where the Yankees are at right now. I think that they could have upgraded in a number of places and did not. Uh, I mean, Montas was brought in last year to be a big factor in the postseason, and that failed. And you thought maybe he'd be able to contribute this year, and now you're not going to see him this year. But I mean, Donaldson and Hicks, you can't be happy about that, Dan. Come on. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm not happy about it. I'm saying that what what Cashman is thinking, based on his off-season comments, is he thinks that it didn't fall off for Donaldson. He doesn't think it disappears just because of one bad year from what he did before he came to the Yankees, and he's hoping Hicks produces. That's what they're banking on, is for these guys to perform well along with the guys that did perform well last season and have another you know great, hot season that, that doesn't fall off after the All-Star break, but... Uh, that's I'm not excited about them. I, on paper, I'm not excited about anything, really. I mean, they got Rondon and they signed Judge. So we'll see if uh, they can do what they did last year but continue it longer. And then you obviously, you know, get past our nemesis, the uh, the Astros. But I have a, a, um, a request I'd like to make to you guys. Okay. Go here. Okay. And then that, re- that request is, can we stop it with the Rodgers talk to the Jets for crying <laughs> out loud? I mean, Jesus, I can't. Yeah, I listen. It's a big story, man. It's a big story. He's interesting. He talks all the time. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things, man. And like, if Aaron Rodgers ever came to the Jets, it would be amazing. It would just absolutely be amazing. Geo, the Jets aren't going to have a good quarterback till you're sixty. They're the worst. <laughs> of course, he is uh, quoting the great Al Dukes about the Giants and the offensive line. Listen, I understand if you're not a Jets fan and you're a Giants fan, and your season went the way it did with the Giants, and you expect, hey, it's going to be, you know, Daniel Jones is going to come back, maybe you're going to get Saquon Barkley on a franchise tag, something like that. Like, you're like, "Ah, all right, enough of this. Like, our team went to the playoffs, we won a playoff game, all you do is talk about the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers, 
to the Jets is one of the bigger stories that well, we would see. Well, like, it would be like Brett Favre coming to the yes, Jets. Right. It was huge. And the thing about it is, is that, remember, you know, you could say baseball and hockey and maybe even to some extent basketball, they're all regional sports. The NFL is the behemoth. And last year in the offseason, with all the quarterbacks moving around and everything happening, it was fascinating. And we're getting ready to get into that now. And the first domino to fall, I think, is going to be Derek Carr because he's ahead. He's about a month ahead of free agency. Mm-hmm. So he's being wined and dined, I'm sure, right now. And he's probably trying to figure out where is the best place for him to end up. And I just keep saying for all of these quarterbacks, and and this is uh, Aaron Rodgers included, no matter how great he is, you remember if you are in the AFC, you are dealing with at least eight top-end quarterbacks, not including yourself. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And you got to also take into account the Sean Watson is now in Cleveland after playing as many games as he did last year. You got to believe they're going to be better. You got to believe that Kenny Pickett's going to be a year better. You got to believe that Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson are all going to be better. I mean, think think about what it's going to take to get to that AFC Championship game, most likely in Kansas City again. <laughs> yeah, but as we talked about with Rodgers before, like he's not going to shy away from that or back down from that. If he wants to play somewhere else, he's going to look at it like, hey, you guys got to deal with me now, and I'm going to be on this new team. But he may look at it, maybe he does look at the landscape and say, staying in Green Bay or retiring is better, but I don't, I don't see that. I think... I think he's going to want that new challenge, and I think it's going to end up being with Devontae Adams with the Raiders. I think we're on the same page with that. We've been on the same page with that. And, and if, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, if I'm one of those guys, those second-tier guys, I would definitely be like, if I could stay in the NFC, I want to stay in the NFC. And the one thing I will say is that while Aaron Rodgers may say that the Adam Schefters of the world and the Ian Rappaports of the world may not know what his inner world is thinking, you know, those guys do know what the Green Bay Packers are thinking. And I, you know, there's a prevailing thought that the Green Bay Packers are done with him. That they're, they're, they're tired of all this. Yeah. So that part of the equation is probably in, in, in already in place. Now it's just a question of Aaron saying to them, hey, I want to I get moved. I mean, I just, I guess any relationship, you talk about bands over the years where everything works out great. And you're thinking, man, these, these teams should stay together. This band should stay together. They're pumping out great music, but the personalities conflict. I mean, from the outside looking in, it's like, why? Why would he want to leave there? Why would they want him, uh, you know, gone somewhere else? And I guess it has to come to an end at some point, but he can still play. The only reason that they stunk last year was because he got hurt. That thumb injury changed everything for them. Uh, they had a bunch of young guys that he was playing with and he was frustrated with. <clears throat> I think that uh, they got better as the season went on. That Christian Watson turned out to be a pretty good player. Yeah, he did. And yeah. he started to figure it out a little bit more. And I think they would probably end up drafting a, a, you know, a wide receiver in the first or second round. It shows that you can draft a wide receiver in the second round and that guy can turn out to be a stud like T. Higgins. Sure. Uh, you know, like uh, Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. all these guys, second round picks that have turned out to be great players. You don't have to get a wide receiver in the first round. Right. Absolutely. And you also don't need to get a running back in the first round. Where we've talked about but these first round wide receivers have turned out to be pretty damn good. Too. But to, to go back to that story in regards to Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, you know, I don't care if you're a Jet fan or a Green Bay Packer fan. If you are an NFL fan, you are in it. You want to know exactly what's going on. And yeah. that's, the, that's the thing about the NFL is that this free agency period, the draft, everything leading up to all of this uh, is just as much fun as the season is. 
Oh, the, the, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, these leagues now with everything and the free agency, and uh, I mean a- every league has it's it's a year round situation. The NFL has really made it that way. Schedule release and everything else, and the, of course leading up to the draft. Do you think Derek Carr is going to take some time with this decision? Or do you think we find out quickly? Because I think every team that's involved with this would love to get this done like next week. Well, that's the point. I yeah. think most teams that are in on this want to know whether or not he is up for it. And if he is up for it, they're going to want him. Like, like I'm just saying, if it's Frank and it's the Carolina Panthers, they're going to want him there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want him to learn that offense. They're going to want him to immerse them, himself into that organization and that community. That's all. Because he's going to be part of the selling of the Carolina Panthers, the sponsorships, the season tickets and things of that nature. So whether it be there, the Saints, uh, the Jets or wherever, these teams want that answer so they know what they're getting, what they're selling. Because if the Jets find out that Derek Carr is going to Carolina, now they got to turn to you know page two or page three in the in, in the in the uh, in the event that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come here. Yeah, and I to me that's a really bad scenario for them. I mean, and that that's why earlier this morning I brought up Justin Fields because that's the. After Rodgers and Carr, I think that's the best you can do with yeah, the guys yeah, who are there's available. There's no way they're bringing in another young quarterback. Uh, but, I mean, but isn't I, the point to win? I have the perfect. <laughs> I think the perfect scenario for them, obviously, would be Aaron Rodgers for a year or two. Uh, would be Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe the fallback for a year or two. It could be Baker Mayfield on a short-term contract. I mean, that kind of thing kind of makes more sense to me than going out and getting Derek Carr, who would want a four-year guaranteed deal. Sure. Yeah. That that does not make any sense to me if you believe that uh, you know somehow, some way, you know Zach Wilson's going to figure it out. And that's the biggest part of it. I don't. And that's why I don't think they would bring in like a Justin Fields if he were available for trade. See, if I were Joe Douglas, I would have I would have cut bait, and people could call me, you know, saying that you didn't give him a chance, or you know, this this is he needs some time, and you screwed him up, or whatever you want to say. I don't care. I I, I this is my job. This is right. my time. I can't wait on this. Kid. I know, but the, here's the thing: Joe Douglas, this is his life. This is what he eats, sleeps, and drinks. Yeah. Every single day, he wakes up thinking about how he can make the Jets better. You know, every GM is doing the same thing for the other 31 clubs as well. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's easy for us to sit here and say, cut bait, get rid of the guy. It's not that easy within the, in the, the context of what his job description is. It's just not that easy to do that. And Dan and Carteret called up and said, stop talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. <laughs> and we just spent another 10 minutes talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Because it's a big story in the NFL, just like last year, you know, with Russell Wilson was a huge story in the NFL. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 